0: This is the Joy of Geek. Welcome to the Joy of Geek Podcast, episode fifty nine. I'm Rich Laporte, and I am here with Kevin Schaefer, and we have a special guest, ah, Quinn Melvin. Yeah, what's up? So we, as you may know, have been recording at Ultimate Comics for uh, about a year now, a little less than a year. Yeah, About, about six months, something yeah, like that. Um, it is our new home. It is wonderful, and it is a place that Quinn also calls home. You uh, work I, here, correct?
1: Ah, uh, yes. I, I, I live in the uh, tunnels underneath, like the shop. You know, that's how I get, get yeah. here. Excellent, so. excellent. Is there like a
0: Batcave esque <laughs> thing under there? I, I'm
1: not gonna disclose that because Understood. then that would mean going into a lot of like, you know, a lot of a lot of areas
0: with red tape there. Understood. <laughs> Understood. Well we can understand why that would be secretive. Um let's let's do just a little just so that people have a little background. Um what what is what are your interests? What are some things that you're into?
1: Um well for me, I am a big movie buff. I love movies. Like, if there's anything I could sit Two doors down from like someone that just watches movies all the time, and as long as I hear like at least if it's the score or like you know just <laughs> yeah. one bit of dialogue, I know exactly what movie it was. Okay, so the movie trivia would what you could kill,
0: yeah uh, or not? Kill. yeah, horror movies. Yeah, okay, awesome. Well, that's good because today we are going to be talking about Black Panther, yeah. um, and I also understand you have some expertise in this area. Might know a little bit, Might no, know a, th- a, little a thing bit or there. two. So uh, uh, Quinn was telling us before the podcast that. Interestingly, the stuff that you like to talk about at panels and at different events and among your friends is Are the very subjects that Black Panther has kind of brought to the surface And so now everybody's kind of interested in what you've been talking about for a while
1: Yeah, I know, like it is super exciting Because I mean, the amount of like positive, positivity just come off of this movie Like mm-hmm. everybody has been like, hey, you've seen Black Panther, you've seen Black Panther yeah. I've literally run into strangers that look directly at me and then it's like I don't know they do the, they do the <laughs> salute like everybody is on board with it
0: yeah it's true I mean the, the the numbers are insane how well is this movie doing like it is ridiculous what's the latest uh, I mean
2: I know it's the, isn't it the highest grossing superhero movie well it, like, it's
0: it's getting there I mean it's 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 really remarkable especially for a non um, team up non team um, up and. But uh, seven yeah. top seven hundred million at the
1: moment. Yeah, is yeah, because it toppled Iron Man's like yeah, movie? it did. Because that was like a, a real big thing. Was it kind of knocking like this the golden standard for like the beginning of the MCU off yeah. the pedestal?
0: Well, interesting. Interestingly, um, this movie. It, Appeals to. I'm going to be very careful because being a white dude. When I talk about when I talk about race issues, you let me know get my I mean? clipboard out. I, I'm, I'm
1: just going to keep. Standing oh, oh standing yeah, yeah, Glenn, it yeah. Glenn, Can you say the
2: Ben Carson joke you made right before we started recording? All
1: right. <laughs> well, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to paraphrase it a little bit. but I'm going to throw something <laughs> to kind of keep it on topic here. You know. I'm coming into this right now. I don't want to feel like Ben Carson in Wakanda. Like I, I feel like Ben Carson would not be the best person to kind of to get in contact with on that one. Just but just blundering around
0: a little bit and, and and that kind of thing.
1: It's like oh oh hey Colin Powell Ben Carson. Oh we're gonna go with Colin Powell. Yeah yeah,
0: yeah I hear you. Um, anyway though on on that subject, um, this movie is. Inclusive. Yeah, um, it's a movie that represents um, a, a whole group of people that haven't really seen themselves represented as much. But on, in addition, it doesn't it doesn't go too far in any direction that would exclude anybody either. Yeah. Um. So it's very much the kind of movie that everybody wants to see, and I think that is really. Contributing to its success um, is that it brings it's bringing in a new audience and keeping the old audience. In fact, oh, yeah. everybody couldn't be more excited. Yeah. About it. It's different too. How tired? Are, well, I'll speak for myself. How tired <laughs> am I of? Marvel Cinematic Universe movies that follow the same pattern and do the same thing.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And a lot of people, you know, will come up because I've seen my first, you know, oh, okay, all right, so it looks like they did follow one little formula. Like, you know, the mirror, like the mirror situation where the villain mirrors the hero. And it's like, you know, that's, you're going to get. Here it actually, oh, get into it more. Yeah, yeah, I mean, mean, that's the, that's
0: the, I mean, that is, you want to talk about, you know, three act structure and your hero. And villains rules of of good of good writing. I mean, that's just that's 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 fundamental. But I just mean the whole like you know oh there's this disillusioned dude and he's really shallow and he's pissed off and you don't really understand why he'd be so pissed off. And then your hero um, had some had a little bit of a rough go of things, but now he's become a hero. And, and then, you know, he meets up with another hero. They have to fight because every time superheroes meet, they have to fight. You know, tropes like that that are constantly coming up. And every time I see an MCU movie anymore, I'm really like, oh, is this really two and a half hours? And then... Except let, Ragnarok. Except no. Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> lately, lately that's changed. With Ragnarok and with this one, I went in there a little bit like, I hope this keeps my attention. I, I'm, I'm bad. You know, I, I, the, the attention span is, is, is rough sometimes. And this movie, I was just, I mean, it, it felt short. It really did. It yeah, just flew along.
1: Like, looking at like, looking at the actual runtime, you know, I got to, like, because I, I took my wife to go see the movie with me, because we were like, no, all right, it's coming out in February, right around Valentine's Day. We Aww, did Deadpool. We got to do this. We got to do this. All right. One. Hey, he right.
2: got married at Comic-Con. Did you really? <laughs> yep. That could not be more epic. Okay. All I
1: right. did not cosplay that whole weekend, and so many people thought I did. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, dress as a groom. No, they thought at the time Luke Cage was really popular and I had shaved my head and I have a black hoodie with like yellow yellow lining. So the first day it was, oh man, you're Luke Cage. No, I just have a very comfortable hoodie and I just shaved my head. And then at the wedding it was, oh man, that's a really good cottonmouth cosplay. Like, can I get a I just got married. (laughs) Oh,
0: that's awesome. Um, anyway, we'll talk more about Black Panther yes. when we get to it. Needless to say, this is a moment in pop culture, um, and we will definitely be going all into that subject. But like we always do, we're going to talk about news first, and then dive into some of the things we've been watching, reading, playing, etc. Um, more watching and reading, though. I think in this particular episode. Um, that said, I think we only have one news story, and we do. it's a big one. Though it's a big one, and I am I, I a lot, speaking of being a little burned out on on superhero formulas. <laughs> Um, we got another topic that is uh, Happening more and more and more and getting older and older.
2: Yeah, Reboots. So, and
0: we wanted a retailer on this episode for it to talk about
2: this Little uh, which I don't want to bash. Well, we're gonna be praising Marvel in this episode. So I don't want to bash oh. them in. but Basically Marvel announced the other day. They are doing yet another Basically, they say clean slate reboot is starting in May is it I want to say but the thing about it so here's the really confusing thing about it though so you know, they, they just did legacy which the point of legacy was to go back to the old numbering system so yeah, like yeah. Um, books were go back to until, 700, 700 and exactly and so they were doing that with the new numbering system the most confusing thing about it is that it's so some of the books are going to continue in that fashion like some will continue on from 700 that kind of thing others are going back to number one others are going, are continuing on from, like, whatever number they are, um, so, like, number 14 or something like that. Like, it's, so, then that's gonna be a big, confusing thing, but, yeah, they, I mean, uh, cause Marvel's had really, this is basically the third big reboot event in the last, what, two, three years, cause there was Secret Wars, which, that was supposed to be the big yeah. cataclysmic thing. And Jonathan Legit- Hickman, yeah. Jonathan Legis, Hickman walking around right. saying,
0: "I just write funny books." And look at all the power they gave.
2: You.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, and then Legacy has
0: not even year old. Um, but I'll
1: that point, I wanted to hear your all thoughts right. on this. All I'm right, saying. so because like I had gotten into the little later on, like yeah. right after the announcement, because everybody was like, "Oh man." reboot 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 and I was like no no what are you talking about uh-huh. and I get online and it's like oh I should have pulled up a chair Yeah, because this is one of those things where, like, when Legacy happened so many so many customers were confused like even yeah. knowing what was going on because they did Generations of which were one shot tie like tie-ins to what was going like going on you know and a lot of that was oh well where are they going to take it you know because with Generations they were like hey once we hit Legacy Time travel's not going to be involved, you know? Like, there's no story-altering thing other than the fact that, yeah, Secret Empire is a thing. And that is another can of worms that, like, a lot of people really did not want to open. Right, right. With the whole you guys act. are getting deep on this You're, you guys are losing me as
0: somebody who's got my head in this sand a little bit on comics so can you, can you recalibrate yes, a little bit like explain what's going but, on
2: okay um yeah, well secret Empire we talked about before that was right. the event. With, uh, with Cap, um, you know, be, not... Well, hydro, it's, it's the thing sleep that... Sleep is, it, is it Kyle
0: Higgins? was it, What's the guy? No, no, uh, that was...
2: No. Kyle Higgins did the Nightwing version, but, but yeah. that was no, a soft not Kyle Higgins, uh, Kyle Higgins, not Kyle Higgins. No, who's the guy? Was, no, uh, who's the guy?
0: Spencer. Dick Spencer. Yes. I always mix those two up, because they, sure, sure. they also have uh, independent books, and they're both kind of of that yeah, same, they, they, same they, age they have group. Yeah, similar group and, styles, yeah. yeah, yeah anyway, so it is Secret
2: Empire was the big event last summer, and then when that ended, Marvel was like, okay, we're done with big events for a while. We're going to yeah. keep these books And so then that was kind of the promise of Legacy was like, it was very akin to Rebirth, which is what... And DC has had tremendous success with that because, mm-hmm. um, I you know, and
0: it's fine. For I a was, long time before that, it was Marvel, Marvel, Marvel. I always felt like yeah. I was a fan of the underdog being more of a DC fan right, myself. Right, right, And there's been a title shift and, and really... Uh, and would you say that DC had taken over for a while?
1: Well, I'll say this now. Like, one... Could, like... Judging from, like, the perspective of a fan, you know, and, like, a a reader outside of my job, you know, it feels like DC was paying more attention to, like, you know, to past failures. Like, New 52, there was so much that went into New 52, but it just didn't stick. You know, Flashpoint. I loved which, it, by the way. Yeah. Like, I love, there's a lot. There's yeah, there, a lot there's, there's lot a lot of things yeah. that, like, cause I love the Batman, like, stuff, the Batman oh, and yeah. Robin
0: stuff. Scott Snyder's run is, is legendary.
1: Yeah, and, then, like, it was the precursor for them kind of going, we need to turn it around. You know, we lost so many readers earlier on due to, like, all these books that we were flooding the market with. You know, like, you had books like uh, Voodoo, which was terrible, by the way. But then they ended it and then tried to cram the character into another series. Mm -hmm. Then you had all these teams forming off of, like, failed books or, you know, ideas that, like, they just were not testing. And with Rebirth, they were just like, hey, you know, we shouldn't reboot it. But we can retool our stories. We can go back to that original storytelling. We can bring in all these people that, like everyone trusts you're gonna if you pick up a superman book you know you want to see a name on them that you trust yeah and the you want to see some, yeah or you want to see someone like you know when you read batman that can tell a batman story right or better yet you want to see some new blood that's like proving their worth with like independent stuff and i yeah. feel like yeah. dc's taking a lot of chances with that and it's really helping them out because it's making people feel like these books are accessible yeah. Marvel's missing the boat and thinking that, oh, it's gotta we gotta ride the nostalgia wave. We gotta ride it hard, but also we gotta cram in new ideas, we gotta be relevant. Yeah. No. Just be reasonable. Just be like, you know, what people enjoy from comics. Give yeah. them that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 interesting. It's a, it's a, it's a crazy balancing act. Anybody who wants to try to talk about canon yeah. and, oh, and the history yeah. of comics, <laughs> the conversation's impossible, first of all. Mm-hmm. And second of all, trying to balance this this thing called reboots, right? This idea of everybody wants to have a number one because those sell a lot. Yeah. And so how do we have more number ones but then also how do we not dilute our stories so readers. so dramatically? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was interesting even with New 52 there were a couple titles that didn't fully re- reboot. Uh-huh. Um, Green Lantern the I Green think Lantern did because it. that was doing yeah. what Batman didn't no. fully.
2: No, because no. they saw the Bat family full in effect and Right. Things, oh, right. things like that. Yeah. And those yeah. were some
0: of the more popular titles. So so right. they, they've always done sort of a balancing act to try to make that work. And then once that kind of worked for them sales-wise, I know a lot of fans weren't super happy with New 52, but sales-wise it did really well. And it sort of started this whole trend of once every year or two doing a complete re- reboot right. or, or a soft reboot right. or a whatever soft relaunch on. or whatever new adjective you want to come up sure. with. Um, but balancing that with also not losing hardcore fans, that's a yeah. challenge all the no, time. It's, I mean, when
2: you have companies that are the big two have been, you know, are 75 years old, more than that, and, you know, trying to, like you said, determine that point where, okay, is this true to these characters? And um, we make something that's accessible to newer readers, and also then older readers are going to be turned off. It's a nearly impossible task. So I what, what, what do you
0: think, When Do you think that it's working?
1: Oh, I mean, I, I feel like for DC it really is doing a good job because yeah. they've just recently started like the New Age of Heroes or where like that's great. Yeah. or where they're like they're throwing out a lot of these new characters and it feels fresh. Now the the, the main issue with like keeping comics consistent and, and, and relatable is just that you have these characters that are really old. You have Captain America, you have all these. Yeah. How do you tell these stories? you know better how do you continue to build upon like that history and it's like with black panther when we get into it i'm going to talk about a few things that like you know they 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 had the idea back when like it was created and now the idea is still just as fresh and relevant as it as like it was back then and it's adding on to so much that's happening in the world too and i feel like marvel with all their other titles are struggling to really catch up with it because one of the big things that was major news was when the whole oh diversity is killing comics i can't even believe that happened yeah that 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 was was, like
0: of all the takeaways like you can look okay i understand that to some extent he was looking at data "Quote unquote," and saying, "I look at this data and I see that these yeah. new character books aren't selling, and that these diversity books aren't selling." Oh, you mean because? But you got to look at the Venn diagram. Yes. yes, it crosses into the new character diversity line, but it also crosses into the things people don't know about yet—things right. yep. that are brand new. So it, you know, it's not just anyway. And it it, was, it was it was it was a bad conclusion based on. Uh, based on numbers that he thought he could make that conclusion and be like, "Hey, this isn't racism; it's yeah. statistical racism." You know what I mean? And and it's just I don't know. And it's BS too, because like I mean, look at some of the other best-selling titles right now: Batman
2: and the Signal, which I'm going to talk about soon, um, which is like the first, Batman's first black protege. Um, it, only two issues have come out so far. It's in the top ten selling books right now. Like the first issues already sold out. That's literally. amazing. Yeah. Um, and like and it's a, I'm going to talk about that soon. But um, oh, and also, there's an Rich. I'm caught up on Rebirth right now. What Quinn was talking about, the New Age of Heroes, yeah, yeah. So basically, and this is a really cool idea too, because so they did Metal, which was a big universe wide crossover. Okay. Um, and it's wrapping up
0: soon. Snyder, um, Snyder drove that. Snyder that and
2: uh, Capullo. Yeah. Um. And um. It's like this new layer of the multiverse that's explored, and um. It's a lot of fun. And there's like evil Batman and all that stuff. Okay. So all they right. have that going on, but in doing so they've had new completely new characters and new titles spawn out of that called the new age of heroes oh, so okay. like um you've got well, what are some of them uh, um, sideways sideways was uh, um the terrifics which are terrifics is the only one where that is, it's um, b- using all DC characters, okay, but in a basically like Jack Kirby, Stan Lee, Fantastic Four book, okay. Uh, and right. so yeah,
1: Damage is another Damage, one. Yeah. Damage
2: is made. Robert in, like, is
0: writing that. I love him. Yeah, yeah, love him. He's like the new Mark Wade in my yeah. mind. I always say that, but I really feel like that's <laughs> no, yeah, true. I mean, it's, yeah. Um. But um you were you were gonna say something about um, about the the thing that happened with the with the diversity comment that was made and then kind of the, the direction that things went in and the big hubbub about all that. Well,
1: it's that they you know it's that they tried to cover up that it was said. you know that's what really hurt them. is that like no, no, you if you felt this way, if you felt this way, why would you go through the motions of creating all these different characters like because so many series that were quote unquote, you know diversity books like got like got canned you know like the right. and they were piggybacking off of the whole you know some of some of the uh, old guard going well you know no one wants to read a book about feminism you know and mockingbird got canned yeah oh well this is too real dealing with like actual like you know real world issues nighthawk got canned you know and they con- like they were continuing the trend of well if it's not diverse enough by their standards, and they're not making like sales, we get rid of it. And you don't have, you have to
0: give it time. It, that's, yeah. like yeah. that's like canceling. That's like canceling a sitcom or a drama after three episodes. Yeah, right. nobody even
1: had a chance to like that yeah. show. It's not
0: like it used to be. Yeah, and it's right. just
1: like you know slapping. This is a groundbreaking series, and then going, oh, it's not pulling numbers. But it does have people's attention, you yeah. know. It has like, which has other value from a PR perspective, from a getting
0: people interested in comics again perspective, yeah, bringing in new readers, and maybe those readers read that and they're like, eh, "I'm yes. not feeling this," and then they pick up Batman
1: or and, whatever. And another and, and the thing is like the reason why I say DC is doing so much better is because uh, yeah uh, they have and this was a big thing like when it when it when they announced it a new Superman like yes. new Superman I love an, that. I is the an Asian first, right? Superman yeah, okay. and so many, like, I actually had a friend who was a customer here. He came with me. He was like, man, you know, I got a chance to show my grandma this. And like, she was super excited about the fact that Superman, like, there's a Superman. There's an Asian Superman. Yeah, it is crazy. And it's just like, no. No, no, Marvel. We we get it. You want to be a part of, like, you know, this changing face of, like, a uh, culture. But there's a right way and a wrong way. Yeah. By blaming, you know, A series with like a white or Hispanic or Asian like you know like writer behind it or artist by blaming them for the failure of the series you know you're kind of showing that you don't really understand how this works yeah Yeah. you know just because you throw enough money at something doesn't mean it's actually going to like you know make you more money exactly but but it builds the overall brand which is important yeah and that's the thing the brand needs to change you know DC acknowledges that. A lot of their stuff. Yes, they may have their mainstay characters, but they live in a world that's always going to constantly be growing, yeah. and more and more of these characters so, are going to come out, and it has to actually feel real. So let's so let's so refocusing. What
0: does this new Marvel thing look like? It's going to do to address this issue.
2: I think. In so I will say there are several books I am looking forward to. I want to check out. Um, the big one I think will sell the most is Jason Aaron and McGinnis are taking over Avengers, and that all yeah. bars with a new Just even one. more
0: proof, not just that it's Avengers, but writers sell comics yes.
1: these days. Yeah. yeah
2: I mean, Jay, that's a huge
1: team. And Jason Aaron's phenomenal. Yeah. I oh, I mean, and like, he's, he's, it's, and it's like, ridiculous. And based on
2: Legacy, the one shot he did for that, um, I think he wants to take the book and kind of like um, merge it with a prehistoric focus to it, which is really interesting. Um, so I think it'll be very much his own identity. And I love Ed McGinnis, so that one I'm excited about. Okay. Um, also, Venom, is Donny Cates is. Writing. Yeah, so that, he, Donny Cates I mean, just yeah. did a
0: signing year, and these guys are pumped yeah, no, about yeah, Donnie yeah, Cates.
2: I mean, I had named him as my favorite writer of uh, comics writer of 2017, yeah, uh, without a doubt. I mean, I, I, and it's also obviously, he's a super
0: nice guy. Is he, it sounds like he's going to be like the next Jeff Lemire, or Scott Snyder type. I mean, I think he, like he's I on mean, his way.
2: Yeah. I mean he's I mean
0: he, or is it he, more of a Charles Soule vibe I'm just kidding no <laughs> that,
2: like he's just not, like, prolific I, well, prolific. Actually, him and Aaron are good friends and like they yeah. actually bear a similar style because like um, like I said Dodd Country is like very Cormac McCarthy-esque mm-hmm. um, meets, mixed with uh surrealist fantasy. See, for me, yeah. I like
0: I like Southern Bastards in spite of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> As no, opposed I mean, to for that. Not to say that that's not great for certain sure, people, sure. but when I read that, I'm just like, ooh, oh, but the story's pretty great. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so, I mean, they both have that kind of, like... um Aspect about their work, and um, he writes really good horror stuff. But yeah, Venom, I'm so I'm really excited about, him. and and he tweeted the other day like how just how long he's been a fan of the character. Um, he said his dad sent him pictures of like back when he was a kid, um, and he couldn't afford all the toys and stuff. He sculpted like um, statues, his own statues and stuff, and he he made Venom statues
0: that's, as that's, a kid. that's legit. Yeah. Uh, what's Bendis working on? Venice is at DC now. Oh, oh that's going. right, going, shit. He's that's a, and that's I thought part, I forgot. And, and see, that's he's part, such a fixture. He, every reboot, he would be a guy. Well,
1: here's the thing, like DC's, DC's handing him the keys to like one of their biggest vehicles. of uh, their oh, biggest box. Oh yeah, because I heard about the Superman one. Like, Can you, he, What a big get doing, that yeah, is. So what a get that was. For no, them.
2: so here's the thing. So he's doing. Super, he's starting the summer. He's taking over Superman mm. and Action Comics. Mm. Um, and the he'll start mm. by. Doing, um, uh, he has a story coming out in Action Comics 1000, which is going to be a huge event for the. It's going to be an oversized. Superman
0: has a tendency to be so boring. I hope it's not boring. Superman's been fantastic. Yeah, they've really been. and Glees, I keep telling you,
1: it's been so good. They've really been pushing Superman in the right direction. You know, I'm not a Superman fan, but when I first read the Reverse stuff, I was just like, wow! I actually so care about Superman. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to
0: do a good Superman story because he, he he's so infallible. He has yeah. so few vulnerabilities and weaknesses. Yeah. Um. And and he's such a golden boy that that you can't having a character arc is really tough with him. Yeah. So what do they do to make it work? Side characters? Like how do, how are they how are they? Brilliant? It's very.
2: I mean, well, you liked Tomasi and Batman and Robin run, right? I did. It's yeah. ve- It's akin to that in that it's very yeah. much a father son focus about. Um, Clark and John Kent. Um, okay, but, like it's all an right. equal focus on both. Yeah, and, they, uh, and, and yeah, there's and it's it's also really serialized too. That's what I like about it. Like when you're reading that, it's not like everything okay, in the world is like, all about serialization arc and crossovers and, and stuff. Yeah. It's like they can do um, a single issue and tell a story in that really well. Yeah, and they
1: do a phenomenal job at like really because it's the same way that uh, they did Batman like a while back, like which really had me glued. Uh, with new 52 was they gave him some they made him an actual character like this yes. superman they acknowledged early on that this is the superman that like this isn't older superman this is the superman we grew up with you yeah. know and that his life has changed and that they were living out like on another earth and then the current earth superman just kind of bites the dust and he's like he's reluctant to fill that role because he has a family now and that's something completely different for him. That Super is 8. different. That is yeah, different. It is. Okay, so so
0: back to Marvel. let's um, mm-hmm. let's 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 put a bow on this. So the Marvel thing that's coming up, this reboot, right? Mm-hmm. What what does it look like it's going to be exciting? Does it look like this time they're doing it right? Does it look like this I mean, could it's bring back back to, tell. to promise yes.
2: like we I mean it just got announced and I've only looked at some of the um, book titles coming out. Another one I'm looking forward to is uh, Darkhawk. But could a this one
0: stick, or is it always going to be a two-year reboot Well, cycle? I think
2: it, there's always—you can't tell until—I I mean, I'm not an executive Marvel, Marvel so I don't know what well,
1: their plans I, are. I don't think I they hope. know no, what's best either, necessarily. It, yeah. it, it depends. It really depends, because right now, you know, they've been on the verge of not giving us enough to, you know, kind of draw something from like. Yeah, showing us, like, the uh, the up with all the characters. Yeah. Yes, that, some people get excited about that. Others are just kind of going, wait, this character's missing. This character's missing. Uh-huh. You introduce this character. Just an characters. opportunity for people to be upset. Yeah, and it's just like, wait, how, how okay, we, we get it. You found your shovel. You've dug up all of these heroes that have died. Well, what does this mean for, like, you know, the current series? It's like, are they going to get canceled? Are these characters going to I see, get so there's a lot out? of questions still.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: And I think really, I mean, it's amazing the impact of what of a writer like Bendis um, switching companies can have on both universes because it is a huge shakeup for both companies with him leaving. Well, also Hickman is 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 kind of
0: out of the game. Bendis, uh, yeah, no, he no, he specifically said that he's, what was it Secret Secret Wars. Yeah, what he specifically said like this is gonna be my last hurrah for a long time, and gonna yeah. create her own, and even that I'm gonna phase out on. Yeah, and then Bendis is gone, yeah. so and, and then, then Dan Slott Spider Man run is coming a close. I can't he, believe that. I know you guys talked map. about that yeah. on the uh, on the comics countdown. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, so it's, it's a lot of you know transitions.
1: Yeah, I feel like they're trying the New Blood aspect that that's really really worked out for DC as well. Yeah, you know, and that if bringing, you pick good talent. Yeah, and that's the thing I feel like they they they've gotten the tools they just need to know how to use them and that's yeah. why like you know having someone like uh, Donnie Cates take over you know all these series because he came in right off gate right after uh, Jeff Lemire for Thanos and you can you can tell like there's that chunk of it's going to be this different series like even re- hearing the character interactions it feels like you know okay Marvel's opening up a little bit more about allowing these people some control over what goes on, but yeah, only time will tell. Right now, I mean, we'll have to update as as it as it progresses. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. It sounds like a little bit of
0: uh, um, if I had to phrase both of your guys' impressions, it seems like uh, um, slight optimism, definitely cautious. Cautious, yeah. yeah. I
2: mean, like I, I mean, I'm always gonna wish for. Uh, the best. Everybody wants company the, every book to be. Yeah, awesome, no, I mean, absolutely. Like, it just it does get exhausting trying to keep yeah. up with you know, as a reader. Yeah, it's um, like. But and I'm sure it is as a creator as well. Um, yeah.
1: But, yeah. It's like for me, it, I'm I'm gonna knock before I walk into the room. You know, yeah. I want to know like if I'm in the right place, and yeah. I feel like with all the stuff that's been going on with how they've been handling their comics. It's kind of that case, you know? You don't want to get too enthusiastic and then buy into it and then you just get completely sucked out of, like, all joy. I will say Secret Wars did that to me. Secret Wars... So even though
0: it took that extra time, (laughs) even though it added an extra issue or two and expanded and they took forever to tell that story, it didn't
1: pan out, huh? Yeah, because they were just bombarding, like, you know, readers with so much. And that a series that was originally slated to end... He was supposed to go for that year and it was supposed to end in December and it going, just kept going, going. Yeah, yeah yeah
0: okay um well speaking of you I, I almost threw this segue in a, a minute ago but I do want to mention um you guys were talking about Superman and different takes on the character right so I recently saw the trailer for Krypton have you seen oh, this did. yeah <laughs> what do you think of it because I don't know what the F to make of it I don't f- I
1: don't think they I don't think they know either it's it gone.
0: is it's Goyer. It's Goyer heading it up. What do you think? I mean, it looks <laughs> dark. D-A-R-K dark. Where's the city? I thought we were gonna be seeing Krypton. I didn't see one shot. I was like, Cityscape? No. I'm, Next yeah. cut. I'm, Cityscape, I'm, no cut. I'm no. gonna
1: call it I'm gonna call it cause we, 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 we need to at this point when, when David Goyer's name gets thrown around for it. Blade the series. That is like the Hey, so Gore has done like a like a comic related like you know TV show. Yeah, we saw how
0: well that. Went. Yeah, he he did Da Vinci's Demons, which wasn't terrible. He has like a couple hits, but my guess, and I'm I'm believing this more and more, is that when he's paired up with other talented people, oh, and
1: he's a co writer. Yeah, it helps. It helps, but I feel like with this one him back in the chair again no. it's not gonna end well it doesn't look good
0: it looks <laughs> weird i don't even know what to make of it i'm like wait a minute what, what what are they doing I've, oh wait it's just everything's bad all the time oh skeleton faces and I know I, we it's just, just that's all about, i see and think i know we just talked
2: about how hard it is to make a good superman story and it is but it's like people's answer to that is okay let's make a story set in Superman's world that doesn't have Superman in it cuz then what did you see that announcement too that they want to make a like um, what was what, what was it a Lois and Lex Luthor show or something like that
1: oh
2: is it that a thing like that, that, that that's an actual idea that's going around
1: not Lo- heard Lois about and Luthor yeah. yeah. like, But that sounds Lois like a
0: terrible idea yeah, like- it does yeah it does it really does. Like, okay. we've already
2: had Smallville and stuff, but I, I mean, don't know. You guys I mean, are going to watch the pilot, right? I'll watch it, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to give yeah. it a
1: chance. Like, I, I felt like they just kind of really blew their load on Brainiac. Like, just yeah. acknowledging oh, right. that Brainiac right. is going to be a thing... Because that's going to be a lot of that show that, like, you know... Also known as Brainiac.
0: Absolutely. What did it say? Like, Eater of Worlds, also known as yeah. Brainiac, or something like that? And it's uh, like,
1: yeah. oh, well, well thanks, David Goyer. Like, we, we <laughs> really, really wanted this.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, so right. I'll watch it. I'll share my thoughts then. Cool, cool. Yeah, cool. yeah I, I can share my thoughts right now. Yeah. It's dark. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Um,
0: so let us um, let us move into talking about some of the shows and books that we've been enjoying lately. Okay, cool. um, and on that note... Why don't we start with something I know you're very positive positive about? We haven't talked about Black Lightning yet, have you? Oh yeah. Uh, oh, let's do it. All right, all right so let's hear it. Um, have you watched it too? Oh, oh yeah, yes, you got no, me into it. Right?
1: I am all caught up on He's it. He's the right? one who told me. Like I oh I yeah, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> it's all becoming <laughs> clear now. Yes.
0: Because I was like, wait a minute, Kevin is. Like un- unnaturally pumped about it's Black Lightning.
2: It was no, I like. Gwen <laughs> yeah. told the me Matrix about Matrix Just appeared in front of me. Well, because Rich and I were talking. Uh, like when the trailers came out, the trailers really. The didn't. shows looked bomb. Uh, no, they. I mean, it bunk. looked like it. They were still in post production. Bad genre, size. And, bad.
0: Bad special effects. Jokey looking performances. A weird hotel background that's in like every shot. I mean, it's just yeah, so yeah. that they could use that sign to show the lightning going. Yeah, you
1: could. You it could just it weird. You, you could tell like there was some play with with like releasing that trailer. Yeah, like yeah. they wanted to get because someone it, it felt like someone was like, all right, well, we're not quite sure considering the success of like Flash and all this other stuff. Well, what if we just kind of give them a little sample? Yeah, and it's like, oh, that, yeah. I don't know how I feel about it. Was this. Right, right, right. It was a bad
0: sample. Right. It was a bad sample. So you would agree the trailer didn't do it justice.
1: No, it was like this is interesting that they want to go this like this route, but I got to see more. Mm-hmm. I got to see something a little yes. bit more clear cut and a little bit better presented.
0: And and also I just want to say one thing about just impressions when I and, I, and, and please don't hate me for this, but yes. when I first saw the main character guy, I was like, dude, what is that like old man father looking dude being a superhero <laughs> for? <laughs> and I get it that it works, it like, works it once it you watch the show because yeah. uh, Kevin's. Uh, um, subjected me in a good way to the first half of the first episode. We only had that much time that day, and I'm going to watch the rest later. But I can see why you dig him. Yeah, yeah. He's very cool. Now that no, I see the show. What At got first, me. At first, I was in... like, what is up, dude? What is he, a high
2: school principal or something? Yeah, shit? he's a yeah. high school yeah. principal.
0: Like, dude, you're not a superhero. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead.
2: No, so what got me into so Gwen and I were talking to the shop, and he was like, oh, yeah, I love it. Like, that was when I think the pilot had just dropped. I was like, okay, I'll check it out. And then I listened to the narrative. Didn't take podcast.
0: much. Let's face it, you're a huge fan of the Arrowverse. And then I know this yeah, is well, an I, Arrowverse. Yeah, I, would, I know that,
2: but. Well, no, it is said in the same universe. It's okay. just like they're not... They're probably not gonna... If they do crossover, it'll be a while. That's what um, they said
0: about Supergirl.
2: Yeah, but I mean, that was still in... Well, I mean, Flash showed up in season one or but yeah, then they... I yeah, I hear but, okay. um, but anyway, so... Yeah, then I listened to the Nerdist podcast with Chris Williams, Who, Yeah, I'll admit, I have a man cross on him. He like, really I mean, does. Like, hey, <laughs> every time a he a comes badass. on
0: screen, he, Kevin is known dude, to say he's things like He's known I mean, to say like, things like I, this. See that dude right there? That dude... That's the guy you want to save you when you're in trouble, isn't it? Like, I mean, he's really into it.
2: Yeah, but no. What I like so, and then the podcast interests me because when they were talking about it, um, you know, Chris Hardwick was raving about it, and they were saying that you know, what I really like about it. It's not an origin story. It deals with real world issues. And it's, it's like, like a re origin. Like, yeah, it is. Well, I
1: mean, they they did a run. 'Cause that's the thing, like they stay pretty close to like the story of Black Lightning, you know. Yeah. Like I read the like, I read year one this week. Yeah, too, they they, they to... stay pretty close to the modern telling of it of how like, you know, he had already had the run as Black Lightning, you know, and he felt like he needed to give back to his community. So he decided instead of going around and punching guys in the face, you know, and potentially putting yourself in danger, uh-huh. I'm actually going to like, you know, improve my community. And that's something that's like it's going to tie into, like, our discussion about Black Panther, is that, yeah, in the Black community, there's a lot of, there's a sense of trying to give back, trying to, like, you know, make the, surro- like, your surroundings better by mm-hmm. helping out, you know? There's a sense of, like, community, and you see that in Black Lightning, like, yeah. every interaction he has with certain characters, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, Mr. Pierce, you, like, you helped me with this, you know, and it feels genuine. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, the whole conceit, right, is that he decided that he could make the most difference in a pode- in a in a yeah. c- in a citizen and, role as a as a as a teacher right. and inspiration to the students, as opposed to a you know superhero beaten ass and also and then, not put his da-
2: family in danger. Yeah.
0: And then, unfortunately, yeah. his family's in danger anyway. And he has yeah. to step up, yeah.
2: basically, right? That's pretty much what draws him back into it. And then he also thought his old nemesis Tobias Whale was dead, and he's not. He's but bad. alas, he's like, yeah. Um, and but the interesting thing too, so Glenn, you can know. So I read year one this week because I found it at Barnes Noble last week, and. Um the so the 100 gang, which you know, the um, in the show, you think it's just like a well Street gang, but in the comic, they have like these supernatural origins to them and like this kind of like League of Assassins like yeah. roots. And so, I'm wondering if they'll bring that into the show.
1: Well, they already had like they already have like a couple of names from the comic that like play a major role, like with yeah, with uh, with the 100 and just Tobias Will and Jim because they had a they got a cyanide. Like, Mm, granted, it's the second cyanide, but it's cool seeing these little touches thrown in there, like uh, Gamby, who's his uh, tailor slash his his gadget guy. His brother uh, in the comics is the tailor for, like, the uh, Flash's bad guys, like the rogues. Like, he designs all their costumes. His whole thing is he wants to design uh-huh. the perfect bad guy <laughs> costume. All right. And then his brother is, oh, hey, yeah, you know, I'm this reform play like, guy who wants to help, like, Black Lightning be a better hero and everything. It's like, you know, I really want to see this, so you guys better not screw this. Yeah. Up. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So that show is full of
0: win.
2: Yeah, no, I love yeah. it. I mean, it's just, it's got good character drama. Um, it's not super over the top or melodramatic. I mean, I'm really they, surprised and, it's as good as it is. No, it really. I mean, I mean it's I'm solid. really surprised. Um, and
1: and it's one of the few shows that films in America. Like they, yeah, because they, think they the rest, film in
2: Atlanta. Yep, the rest of them in the Air Force, they do in
1: Canada. Yeah, it's, it's like oh, okay. oh I mean, man. That's, yeah. Oh man, Central City. Oh no, that's Toronto. That's Toronto. I I try to (laughs) just turn that that analytical
0: part of my mind off when I watch these movies, you know, when they like transplant cities. I'm just like, whatever. I don't know the cityscape anyway. Well, but not just
2: that, it just feels like it really is a breath of fresh air because like as fun as the Arrowverse is, it can get very exhausting keeping up with now, especially because they're trying, I mean, yeah, you can so just, they, they, just watch Flash or just watch Flash, but they're, they're doing big crossovers now and yeah. they bring characters in, which is as it should be. I mean, that's part of the fun of it, but still it, it can be a lot to keep up with. Whereas I was kind of waiting for something that was more, you know, back, kind of back to basics and a more fresh, you know, uh, you know smaller focus. Ooh. And it's really, the show is really just about, you know, him and his family, his community. Um, You know, it touches on social issues that are relevant and the action is solid. It doesn't seem heavy handed about that stuff. No, either. it's not. I didn't no, see, I think it's there's like nothing I like less than being preached to about any issue. And yeah, it's yeah. not. It's very, like, it ties directly into the story. Yeah,
1: and it does a good job at, like, you know, and I'll say this the first, the pilot episode, from that point on, it's like they got a feel for what they wanted to go for, what didn't work, yeah. what did work, and then they just. From that point, just went, all right, you know, here's what we're going to keep consistent because we feel like, yeah. So they figured out what their show is. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that they were able to do that and it wasn't, like, you know, a hindrance. Like, because one of the big things that I find, like, just completely annoying is when all the characters seem to just somehow be like, oh, yeah, we just met. I don't trust you, oh, but I'm going to grow to trust you, and we're going to be besties. right? With this, it's no, it's a world that feels normal. It's a world that mm-hmm. feels like, you know, yeah. these characters belong, and that they know each other from, like, you know, his cop buddy, and them, you know, interacting to the whole, oh, yeah, Black Lightning's back, what are we going to do? Well, um, yeah, what did we do last time? Yeah. We just kind of, we... Continue doing our jobs because mm-hmm. I feel like with certain shows that have vigilantes, they don't get the idea that, okay, you know, law enforcement still has to do their job, but having to sit here and go, well, this has been a problem for like with Arrow, it's been a problem for years now you know all these vigilantes popping up yes and the cops are like no we need a task force we need to do this and it's like I mean these are these are the kind of tropes
0: that just make me so bored with this shit right right um okay cool so Blind <laughs> Lightning's fun oh check it out um, yeah. awesome five episodes. us
2: awesome. ten you can watch it CW app or whatever, and get caught up. And I think it's thirteen episodes. The first season is what. It's pretty typical.
0: It's pretty typical. Yeah, for a first season show, it's
1: got. I, it's a, I think it got renewed for a second season, Good. or it's in the running. I wouldn't be surprised. It. I wouldn't be awesome. surprised,
0: especially in the in the climate of Black Panther love. Yeah. Um. Okay. okay. So, uh, Quinn um why don't you tell us what you've been digging lately what's number one on your list all right well since
1: we were just briefly talking about like earlier uh, altered carbon i'm gonna i'm gonna okay. let you do that one and then i'm gonna jump in but i'm gonna go off the rails and say i have recently discovered i i'm gonna say this now i i love sean bean i have a soft spot for sean bean wait a second wait a second
0: are you about to start talking about Frankenstein? Yes. Oh my god, that's on my list too! It, oh, what is yeah. going on here? It is
1: really good.
0: What like, is going on here? It really I can't good. believe Wait, Look, look, <laughs> look, look, look,
1: look, look, look. Holy crap, Look we at actually, that. <laughs> look at that. It's we on actually, my freaking actually, list. Uh, the only one that I have not gotten around
0: to, but people keep telling me, is the 100. And it's, so. on my, it's the third on my list. I, I cannot believe that you just said that. It popped up on my Netflix feed, and last night, I only seen the first two episodes, oh, but last night I was so like, good. holy shit, this show is mad so good. good. And what like, do you think about it?
1: Well, I like. And how I'm far a, in are you? I'm a big, Mar- uh, I'm a big Mary Shirley like fan. Yeah, and yeah. I love the aspect of because there's always so much you can do with a lot of these stories and and keeping them consistent, creative, and fun. And I was like, no, Sean Bean be? I can start I, I'll, I'll give it a go and also he's the main character so unless this is Game of Thrones part 2 he can't die well they've already done two seasons because this one started like a while back how far in are you Um, I am uh, like I think episode 4 Okay, perfect. so it's still early on but early days yeah I looked in and I checked and they were like oh yeah it's two seasons and it's been going on for a while and I think now. it's still going it's critically acclaimed yeah, yeah. it's a British show yeah the, the good thing about British shows they actually give their like give their actors time and give their writers Time to really yeah. craft good stories. That's this why they're four there's, on British TV. <laughs> there are three. Oh yeah, that's my thing. There's
0: three episode seasons. Sherlock, for example. Yeah. There's four episode seasons. There's five and six episode seasons. If you get ten, that is an aberration. Yeah. And you know they come out every two years of that. Right. Yeah, I mean, eight. it is very small seasons, very creator focused. They don't do the tip of traditional writing like we do. They don't have writers' rooms like we have. Mm-hmm. They do a very different thing. What they like to do generally is have one writer. Oh, like showrunner
1: writer write the whole fucking thing. Yeah, like which is interesting. Luther was like one of my favorites. Cross. Like I just cross I just, made that. Yeah. yeah, I just loved how with Luther it's like all right, hey, so we got an ending, and then people were like no, we don't want it to end. Yeah, they're like ah, I guess we could do another one, and then even Adris, I was like no, I want to do a movie. We should totally do a movie. I want to uh-huh. do a movie. Uh huh. And so I feel like with shows like that, and you know, like. Frankenstein Chronicles, like yeah, no, it's it's got a lot of. Hobby. If you want something new to watch, something really fun, you need to watch this. Like, something what it's, it's dark.
0: So let me yeah. let me let
1: me give you the premise.
0: Okay, so the idea of I know this is, I'm just here to right. Take. So the idea is it's reimagining the Frankenstein myth as put forth by Mary Shelley, and apparently yeah. she's in it. Although I haven't gotten yeah, to her she's yet. in it. Like they showed okay. a little
1: preview for it after the uh, first episode. I haven't gotten to
0: her yet, but but anyway, the idea is Sean Bean is this grizzled. Um, much tortured, but still very likable, very approachable as always. Um, guy, he's a he's a police officer in the year 1829, yeah. um, in London, and he is doing a bust. He's like the fearless guy. He's lost his wife. He's lost his daughter to syphilis, and um, that he
1: gave them accidentally. Um, he survived it using mercury. Yeah, I like that they were creative about like putting that in the story. It yeah. wasn't some. Oh no! You know, and all his Sean Bean is it rubbed off on his family, and they all died. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. The Sean Bean
1: death curse hit
0: them, and he didn't die. Right, but but anyway, so so his family's dead. He's he's tortured, but he wants to do good. He always is one. He's just a good man in his soul. Uh-huh. So um, religious, but tr- but really struggling with his belief in God after what's happened to his family and just what he sees on the streets. I mean, there's prostitution. There's terrible, horrible murder. There's just it's a really rugged place. Yeah. So anyway, he is going to track down some opium traders and. In the process smugglers and in the process he finds a corpse of a child um and that was enough for him he was devastated by it and as the corpse sort of washes up on the water he's looking at it and he's like just checking it out and then it sort of grabs him by the arm and then lets go real quick and he thinks he might have imagined it but maybe not right when he gets it back he, he's he fast tracks it he gets it back to the police and he's just like yo you guys need to take like a real look at this like we need the best surgeon in the area best surgeon in the area calls in, like, this guy from Parliament. And there's, like, a big wig. And the dude from Parliament's just like, why did you bring this person here? And Sean Bean's like, well, it seemed like a really vicious murder, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, well, it's not just vicious, but this is not just one murder.
1: There are seven bodies stitched together into one body sitting on that slab. And they do a really good job at just kind of having, because at that particular time, like, you know, you had, like, freaking people, like, people stealing, like, uh, grave robbers. Mm-hmm. and resurrection. Yeah, and, and the medical field itself was very, very... Not exactly, like, you know, the best no. about it. Because they even talk about it in the show that, like, yeah, no, maybe there's somebody out there that's trying to discredit, like, the, the, the field. And we have to put an end to this. It's like the... It's like uh, with the tobacco industry, right. having, you know, lobbyists and, and they do a really good job at showing everybody, you know, all these different surgeons just talking about how like, no, you know, we might have hit like, you know, the wrong side of the tracks on this one, but what so do we do? They're
0: trying to figure it out. I mean, medicine is very early in this point, at this point. It's barely medicine. Check. Sean being to cure syphilis, takes mercury oh. pills, which is which is brutal. But it's it's at, as soon as he took one, I was like, Okay, here is their mechanism to make him have hallucinations throughout the show. Okay, you know, and have all those moments where crazy shit happens and then he's like <gasps> and wakes up, you know. There's tons of
1: that. Yeah, and <gasps> it, and, it, and it's really fun and like I love that det- it had I love the detective aspect of it. Too, I know, man. Because they do such a fine job and they even show him go in one scene. It's he tries to figure out the uh like the path that a body floated to, ah. and he they go through the whole motions of not in a boring way showing him reenact like he the, buys a pig yeah like and the guy's like oh that's a really expensive pig and he's like ah oh, not throw it in the water he's
0: like I paid for it <laughs> throw it in the water and then he yeah
1: so it's so so right so it shows even in its very infant form
0: forensics. Um, and it's very, very interesting. So anyway, so I've yeah. only seen the first like episode and a little bit that of the second, but it's a fascinating show. Yeah. I don't know where it's going. I don't know if we're going to see like a straight up brutal monster. Yeah. I don't know if it, they're going to keep it traditional where there is a Doctor Frankenstein and then the monster isn't is named the Frankenstein monster, right, right. or if they're going to. I don't know. I mean, they can go any way
1: they want with it. You know more of this probably. Yeah, um, and I'm not going to spoil no, anything. But, but it, it moves. Yeah, it's just one of those ones where if you are not, if you need something to watch. You know, if you have just starts like, yeah. It's gruesome, but it's fun. Yeah, if you have just finished, like, blowing through all of the stuff that's, like, you know, on your list of binge-watching, throw that in there. Right. I guarantee, like, you will be
0: entertained. But give it 30 minutes. Yeah. Because at first, it's a little bit of a slow burn. It feels very period PC, and I watch a lot of those, so I would know. Um, it feels very much like you're watching... I don't know, uh, uh Pride and Prejudice. No, that's even even that's more upbeat. More like a like a Dark Dickens tale, you know, like you're watching yeah. the beginning of Great Expectations, but like the nineteen seventy five version so from that. Masterpiece Mystery or whatever, Masterpiece Theater. And then very quickly after that, it starts moving and getting really good. But you do need to give it ten minutes at least. Sure, maybe, sure. maybe thirty. Yeah, dude, definitely. good pick. Uh, nice pick. What a surprise. Uh, I did not think you were gonna say that in a million. I, like, like, I, 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 like, I
1: honestly feel good that like, you know, it's like all right. So maybe I'm not the only one. No, I'm that's I feel you, the you, time, too. If you
2: ever have any questions on British TV or
1: this guy, like, I, I maybe,
0: watch yeah, at least fifty yeah. percent of the TV I watch, and I watch a lot is British. I love British TV watching, especially British mysteries. So we could we could geek out about that forever, man. Talking about some <laughs> some Luther or some Shetland. By oh, the way, yeah. Shetland is sick. All right, <laughs> Mo- that moving British? on. Moving on. <laughs> I, that, that's too deep a cut. Um, so let's talk about Altered carbon. Um, Altered Carbon is one of my most anticipated shows once I found out about it which was early this year because that show was under the freaking radar man nobody knew anything about it that I ever heard nobody yeah. was talking about it and then in January at some point I was looking up what's coming on Netflix soon and boom there it shows up not only did it show up but it showed up with a, tr- a, a just a tremendous pedigree for example Joel Kinnaman. He Everybody,
2: he has a man song right. on Joel. Kinnaman. I love so, yeah. Joel
0: <laughs> Kinnaman. The now Killing
1: is my show. I'm gonna say this: Joel Kinnaman, like he, he has proven himself to be an actor. You give him the material, the right material, he will knock it out of the park. Suicide Squad was not one no. of those, no. but you or RoboCop. But give him something good, and this guy will like run with he it. He makes
0: not. the killing. So I watched. I'm so down in it on the British mystery front that actually and, and Swedish mysteries and whatever that I watched for Brittleson, which is the original version of the killing. And then when they made it in America, you know they said they'd have a different ending. But the only thing that got me through watching the American version when I already kind of knew all the story beats was Joel Kinnaman. His portrayal of Holder in that show is so freaking phenomenal. And he is also excellent in this. You buy him 100% the entire yeah, time. Yeah. But, but anyway, so Joel Kinnaman got me really pumped. But also, this is, I can't believe this, the most expensive show Netflix has ever made. Yeah. More expensive saying. than The Crown. More expensive than Marco fucking Polo. The most expensive show they ever made. And they had almost no fanfare. It just dropped. And yet... It's a really interesting show. So yeah. this is a show that is actually based, and I'm going to throw you in a sequin. This is a show that is actually based on a novel series, a sci-fi series, um, and there's actually three books in the series, right? Yeah. Um, what What is the series like, like as a book, and when did you read it?
1: Well, I read it like oh, good while ago because one of my buddies is a big science fiction guy, and he was like, "Oh man, like I know how you like those." those detective like noir style like books you need to read this because we were talking about Blade Runner he's like yeah no oh, yeah. I'm gonna give you a copy you should read it and I read it and I was like no nah, I okay all right all right where's the next book and yeah. he's like well it's supposed to come out soon okay so you were reading it
0: right. on, on on schedule yeah like oh, I wow. really got wow. into it just
1: thinking all right this is one of those books that were you know gonna either be good or bad I'll give it a chance and I really enjoyed it and so hearing like that they were gonna do a live-action version it's like oh okay I'll give it a, I'll give it a chance But it really does a good job at showing... It gives you a glimpse into the world. And if you read the books, you're going to get excited by it because there's so much that will... Like If this takes off even further, we're going to be getting a lot more of the, the... I feel like, having seen the new Blade Runner movie, I felt like this seems like it plays... It works a lot better than the new Blade Runner. The Blade Runner movie is beautiful. This just seems like... They could have went that aspect of it. Showed you know this character in the world. It's a different thing.
0: They're, they're different things. One of them is an artistic vision. One of them is you know absolutely gorgeous and well plotted and, and, and lyrical yeah. And, and, yeah. and and one of them is a sci-fi action show. And that's they're just very different. Yeah, and, and
1: they they don't like you know kind of scooch you into this world and expect for you to get it. And so much as they do it on a very subtle way of introducing, like, you know, because in the show the, like, the characters, you can be reincarnated into, like, into these new bodies. They're called
0: sleeves. Yeah,
1: and and what the sleeves are, like, in the first episode there's a very, like, heart-wrenching moment where, you know, our main character wakes up, and you know, he's getting ready to be released, and then you see this old woman, and it, the, like, you see there's a couple come over, and like, the old woman's just distraught. You find out that, like, yeah, they were so poor that, like, their daughter, their kid comes back in an old woman's body. So when you die and you're wealthy, you have two
0: options. You can either go into a better body that, that has either been bred for you or stolen from somebody else, and that, and then you get to be, like, a badass, like a Joel yeah. Kinnaman body. Or you can, if you're really super rich, like the, like the, um, uh, the oh, another main character of yeah, the you story, can keep back you as as keep coming back as yourself. He has <laughs> right. himself being rebred but if you're poor you get the old woman treatment whatever's lying around you get that body right now i watched the pilot as well oh so okay yeah, yeah. Ooh, um, i but, didn't know that
2: yeah 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 no but we were talking about briefly last week but um i yeah no so i so i was sick when i started watching it and it is while well, it is sci-fi action i still think it is one where you kind of have to be kinda of like paying attention to and it's a bit of a slow burner at I'm first. gonna make a prediction. Um, Kevin will but, never
0: watch another episode <laughs> of the
2: show. No I, I will tell you right oh, now. I, I will. Alright. I mean, I, 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 but um I watched that and Cloverfield Paradox in the same day. Oh okay. Uh, right. and then and so it's a lot of good sci and I'm talking about another sci fi on Netflix I can't soon. wait to hear um, that. Um but like there's a lot of good sci fi coming out but um, but it really is interesting i mean the world building is interesting and see i like that that they don't spell everything out for you at the beginning because that's sometimes my beef with a lot of cyber moves and tv is like you know they put it in text and they like really dumb it down for you and i'm like i don't really need that like i kind of want right. to just like let just show me the world and i'll get i'll What's, figure it out as we go along. i'll
0: give you a great example there's these things in this show called ai hotel yeah, yeah And yeah, there's yeah. one yeah. in particular um and it's themed after uh, Edgar Allan Poe's "The Raven," and there's a, a guy whose name is Poe, and so all you hear before he actually, before Joel Kinnaman goes to this hotel is, "Oh man, you're not gonna." First of all, you see a very discreet but but interesting, intriguing ad that's like digitized on the side. When he's having a drug trip, he decides to do some drugs. Ah. He, he's and for other reasons, but you see this sign for the Raven. and I was like, "Ooh, that's intriguing," because you yeah, can pay yeah, attention. Yeah. You yeah. get more yeah. depth from the show. Then you know he says he tells the female cop where he's going to go for the night. And uh, she's like, "Oh man, you're going to go to an AI hotel. Those things, nobody stays at those anymore, man. The, the guests are, are, are treated like, you know, these these worshipped people, and and the AIs have just gone taken their servitude to the limit. And that's all they say. And then you go, he goes there, and then you start to experience it firsthand. So the way that it builds to this AI hotel concept, and, and it, and it." illustrates it in a 360-degree fashion. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really, really cleverly done and well-written. Um, I have some other thoughts on the show, but, but what were you, else were you going to say?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I like that, you know, they also give the history of the character not through, like, you know, just shoving... Like huge chunks of exposition, yes. like I can't sit through a lot of that. Yes. They do it in a good manner, mm-hmm. or like when they show. We're spoiled now. Yeah, like, we can't when, watch
0: exposition dumps. They're just unacceptable. Yeah,
1: because it just feels like, okay, all right. So we're getting into the scene. Well, remember what happened like last weekend? You know? Oh man, I haven't
0: like, seen you since the time you were demoted from being captain. You remember that when Cammy came over and you slapped her in front of everybody? Oh yeah, I remember that. That was oh, back when you just got elected mayor.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like uh, yeah. and it's like and I use this as my perfect example of clunky exposition. <laughs> it's like Hawkeye and Black Widow in every. Fucking scene they shared in a yeah. van. It's, like, it's just like Budapest. What Budapest. the hell happened and in to Budapest, there? yeah. Like, we want to know. You know. Like, I stop know. talking about the time that you, you know, it stole a rocket ship. Like, when was that? Was that in between the movies? Right, right, right. Second of all,
0: all you would do if it was real was just be like, dude, remember the rocket? And then uh, like, oh, go right, yeah. And that'd be it. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, so r Carbon for me is interesting So at, when I heard about it a couple months before it came out I got so pumped Well yeah, it has I, you written all over it It is, so, yeah. so, so, so love detective fiction What I love even more is detective fiction set on a space station Give me that and I'm happy all day Give me The Expanse Give me that oh, comic, The Fuse Give me the Fuse, um, the fuse? Wh- No. Oh dude, I, I, something's I very wrong with no, you I haven't read The Fuse It's one of my favorite books of all time Anyway, it is that uh, uh, Alan Moore on the, on the front says this is the perfect example of well thought out sci-fi meets Scandinavian noir. Quote, Alan Moore. So you need to read right. that book. Period. And it's Anthony Johnson. You may have read um, God, there's a couple other Man books. I, he's done. I can't think of it, but it's great. Um, all right, all right, it's, a really great it's a really great book. It's a space station and, and they solve murders. It's, it's brilliant. Um, but anyway, it is right up my alley. It's everything I like. However, I've found that I'm only in a, an episode and a half in and I'm having a little trouble moving forward. Um, and I think that it's just – there's something missing from a me having a good time while I'm watching it aspect. So I'm a, far yeah. from me. Well,
1: yeah, because like with the book, like having read the book series – there's so much in there that, like, you know, they go through in that book. That's and then, interesting. Yeah. World building. And, and, like, with the show, you kind of have to keep up with the pace of, like, your audience yeah. like audience attention span. Yeah. like Or else it's going to turn into, okay, we've just thrown in a bunch of dialogue and, and very few things have moved. Can we keep people, like, to the next episode? And I feel like, you know, it's going to find its stride. But so far, so good. People have taken to it. And Yeah, I mean that's... I mean it's getting good reviews, not the most stellar reviews, but good
0: reviews. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know, I, I just feel like it's a little bit it's a little bit off putting. It's a little bit dirty. And that's the point. Right. You know, it's trying to show what the world has devolved into.
2: Right, and it's very dense and it, you know It's just
0: of... yeah. And and so I'm not having a great time, but I think by episode three or four I'm gonna like it more.
2: That's yeah. what I mean, from the reviews I said discussions on IGN and stuff like that, that's what they say. It's like a little hard to get into at first, but then Once it gets going, once you see more reveals and get drawn into more of the characters' backstory, I think that's what helps a lot. Um, But, no, I want to, I mean, I'm definitely going to check it out. Because,
1: like, I I look at, like, actual concepts that go into stuff, like, you know, and whether, like, because I've always enjoyed when filmmakers give you the feeling, like, the feeling of that world and the characters, you know, that you're supposed to be a little uncomfortable and unfamiliar with things, like, because that's exactly where the character's going through this, you know. Like they're they're thrown in far ahead of everything because you know it's like he wakes up and it's like uh, it's several hundred years into the future and it's like oh well what's new you know what's yeah. still the same yeah and that's why I love the drug fueled like trip that just happens it's just like you know if you had did that back then you you want at least try to find something familiar to expect like to mess around with and I feel like with the show going into so many people are like oh well, I don't get what's going on. And it's like, well, you that's didn't the pay point. attention yeah. also. I mean there's there's you have to
0: I've gotten trained on how to watch shows like this over time, as I'm sure we all have. Yeah. And so you watch it and it's like, okay, that I know is something that they're specifically not telling me about and yeah. I will learn yeah. about yeah. it yes. later. And that, on the other hand, is something that they want to make clear to me right now. So it's there there's very clearly two lanes going at all times. This yeah. is the yeah. foreshadowing this is the plot right now and you, if you don't know those two you can get very frustrated and when i watch sure. with certain people those kind of shows they're like oh the whole time yeah, i have right. no idea what's going on like westworld oh my god the whole time i have no right. idea what's going on right you're not supposed to now yeah. you're only supposed to
1: know what you know yes don't worry yeah, it's like oh i was so dumb to not see that the mcguffin was on the table the whole first season and it's like well that's no you weren't point. that's the point right and that and that's what makes so many of these new shows who have like I will say this now and this is just I'm gonna put this out right now. All right, I watched Disjointed. I oh, did watch you it really? again. <laughs> I watched like a couple minutes of it. It is it, the name alone basically describes this show. It like, sounds they, so bad. Oh, it is so bad. All right, that's enough. I just like right, to put cool. that out there. Cool. <laughs> All right, got it.
0: Um, so we we're we're at an hour. All so right, let's, do All let's, right, let's do this. Let's let's try it. to go quick on these other two. I can uh, do real it, yeah. quick. And okay. then we'll move to Black Panther.
2: Well, I'll go ahead and, uh, since we're on a sci-fi discussion. I saw two big sci-fi movies this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so on Friday, I went to go see Annihilation, and it was sold out. Which was, which I was actually really? I was right. glad to see. Yes. Oh my uh, god, that's great news! Yes, it was wonderful news. <laughs> oh my like, god. On the one hand, it was just one that I couldn't see it then, but I was like, yes, maybe I may this have is to that. go today. Um, no, I, I was going to go tomorrow, recommend. but
0: I may have to go today. Right.
2: So, but my friend and I hanging out, and yeah, there wasn't any other showings that worked for us time wise, and so um we just decided to go back to my house and watch mute um on a, awesome. and, so, like, and then i saw annihilation love some night. scars guard all right so mute um so uh, this is the new movie from duncan jones he's actually been in development on this for years now it's set in the same universe as moon um basically mm-hmm. he intended he oh. basically yeah he i mean moon this and he's got one more planned i think as sort of this trilogy of like very passion project sci fi films that are loosely connected. I mean, this one. I mean, and yeah, there there varying is,
0: degrees of quality.
2: Varying degrees, yeah. I, I see. I, like I don't Moon. love Moon. I, I like Moon, but like I know you. We've had it was uh, ruined on me.
0: If I that. went into it not knowing what was going to happen, it'd been different.
2: No, that's fine, but um, it's not for everyone. But um, but I, I really like Moon, but um, but then okay, so mute. Yes, yeah, so it is about. A mute bartender, um, played by Alexander Skarsgard, who uh, he had an accident when he was younger, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it's set in the future, so there is plenty of technology to uh, where he can have surgery. But however, he is raised in a strict Amish family oh, okay. that is very against any kind of technology, and so they don't they prohibit him from having the surgery. Okay, so he just remains mute. And so um, when we meet him, his uh, he and his girlfriend wait—they let all,
0: him bartend, but they yeah. don't let him speak. Well, he's kind right. of that I think seems like a little it's bit it's
2: more of, a it's more of like a psych like I mean, he's uh, he lives independently now. Um, but it's kind of like uh, he has it still has
0: some some remnants ties. of yeah. their beliefs. Right, okay, right. It's it. kinda all like right,
2: I mean right. not chick, but um, It's kind of like, like somebody
0: re- it's kind of like somebody who has uh, a Muslim background doesn't mm-hmm. practice so much, but they still don't eat pork. Yeah, that's that exactly. Kind of yeah, thing. that
2: exactly. Um, and so um, that and then and so he and his girlfriend both work at this. uh Yeah, this bargain and she's a waitress, and there, it's you know this kind of typical noir future where there's sex robots and stuff and sex stripper, robot right, strippers and game, all that, game. which is like, I mean, it's, it's has definitely been done,
0: better than real prostitutes.
2: <laughs> let me tell you that. Yeah, and so that's man. been done before, but um, but so you see some of that, and so at first it's the uh, so it's um him and his girlfriend and we know that she has some kind of background that um she hasn't she's kept from him um and she wants to tell him but um he is too in love with her and doesn't even want he says look all that matters is we're together now and i does he write um, it
0: or does he have like
2: he uses a combination like he'll write on his cards or um Uses some sign language okay. of that. and so um, that and the, I'll go ahead and I'll talk about some more. But that uh, right that those early scenes I really liked. I was drawn in because um, and I'll go ahead and say Alexander Skarsgard's performance is fantastic. Yeah. But um, the beginning I really liked because it draws you in with this nice uh, relationship and um, again they do they have really solid chemistry. The woman is not in it very long because the the big plot point of the movie is that. She goes missing, and he's going, plays Nice, like, nice. Um, you know, amateur detective going looking for him. Is it so right up
0: my alley, would you say, overall?
2: Overall, I think you'll definitely like it. Uh, uh, like it. I mean, there are issues I have, but um, I think you'll like it better than Moon. But let me get into it a little more, cause I'll, I'll kinda, so I can give my overall impressions. But yeah. basically, from there, so that's story A. But then here's where uh, the biggest issue of the movie is its pacing. Because it has, so that's the main story. But... They can never have enough material in that to make that the whole movie. So there's this other storyline that goes on um, with Paul Rudd and Justin Thoreau's characters. Mm-hmm. They play, and, and also the movie is set in Berlin in the future. Okay. They play these ex military surgeons who um, are AWOL and now they uh, perform surgeries for like criminal enterprises. Wow. Um, Paul Rudd's character is trying to get out of Berlin to, to get him and his daughter back to the US. Um, and so he's just trying to get enough money in there. Okay. But so as it, both of them have mob connections, and so that's where they intersect. Because when um, Scarsgard's old friend goes missing, is this going to um, be too spoilery? It's going to get no. There. It's just it's just okay. gonna there. That's uh, explain the mob connections here. Okay. Right. So that's what intertwines their stories. Um, that's all you really need to know plot wise. I don't want to spoil it anymore. But um, so there are things I really liked about me, There's Things I didn't. I basically I didn't love it or hate it. Yeah. Um, kind of right in the middle.
0: Yeah.
2: I liked the world building overall. It was, I mean, it's very Blade Runner esque. Not nearly as good as that. And again, after Blade Runner twenty four ninety nine, it's really hard for any sci fi noir to compete in this mean, because yeah, it's, it's just different.
1: You know, yeah, you it can't, like, yeah. It, It's a huge scale. Like to, you know, be it especially with how visual that movie yes. was. Yes, you know, visually yes. Visually, you, you don't even don't even fuck around. Right,
0: right.
2: <laughs> Um, but yeah but it's solid I mean there's you know the good noir scapes there's um, it it is a world infested with prostitution and um, crime crime and all that you know the typical that you expect from a noir like this Um, and especially you know with Paul Rudd and Thoreau's characters so these are
0: the good parts
2: Uh, overall yeah the world building yes I, I like all that um, again, I say the biggest issue with the movie is the pacing because, so we start off with the story A with uh, guard and his search for his girlfriend, but then it then we kind of transition into Rudd right and and we spend so much time there, and there's not really, instead of like transitioning back and forth and kind of keeping the pacing moving along and showing where the stories are going to intersect at the end, it just kind of, it's almost like, it switches movies at some point. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, and it's like, we get, uh, it's like, okay, I kind of want to go back to, I mean, I'm like, I was, because I, again, I was very invested in his character from the beginning, and I wanted to go back and see him. I'm, and I'm really hoping he can find his girlfriend, because I really like that relationship, and right. I want to see him have a happy ending and all that. Um, but then we end up spending a really good chunk of time with Run and Throw, and, um, and they are both, you know, pretty horrible people, but, uh, I mean, they're, uh, they're, um, have all the mob connections. Um, Thoreau is also, he's like the sexual predator. And it's, there's, so there's a lot of very unpleasant stuff going on. Um, performances are great though, all around, I would say. You know, Rudd especially, I'm re- I always like when they give comedic actors um, a chance to do something different. And here he plays something that's totally different from any of his other roles. Um, he's, you know, not goofy at all. He plays. Um, a pretty dark character in a dark world and I think he does it really well. Um, he also has a badass mustache in it, which is going around the internet. Um, so that one, but, uh, but so that's a big thing and then, so it, it, we spend a lot of time on this storyline and then at the end when they intersect, I love the climax is pretty rushed and, the payoff is not
0: great. That um, always pisses me off in yeah. movies. It's like yeah. it's like, did, did you, whenever I see a movie like ticking down if I'm if I'm streaming it yeah, 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 and I yeah. see there's only like three minutes left in the show yeah. and like so much of it is rising action yeah, and yeah, I know yeah. that like okay the killer's gonna be unveiled and there'll be like one minute after yeah, that. Yeah. It's like really? Like yeah. why, why do that? That's the best part. The yeah. drawing room when Poirot unmasks the killer for 25 minutes, that's the best part. Right, right, What's the right, problem? Right. Why are you doing this? Yeah. Why can't you give me the, the satisfaction of the of the tension you've been building, right, right. So that's where it kind of like it, uh,
2: had the biggest problems. Um, overall, though, as a movie, you know, I really like Duncan Jones. I think he is—he's kind of filmmaker where he has a lot of ambition, and sometimes that does make mistakes because of the, you know with storytelling pacing issues. But in some ways, I'd rather have like um sure. his stories be too ambitious and kind of like make mistakes because of that,
0: instead of. You know making a really watered down story i'll, I'll have to watch really it i mean my, my instinct is to say it doesn't sound like he makes any really bold strokes though that justify the the negative ones but i'd have to watch it to see yeah, yeah. I,
2: I mean i think it's worth it doesn't checking, sound uh, very
0: daring really but no i mean it's
2: not like insane like i mean it's not gonna be a uh you know trademark on the like a landmark in the genre but i you know i think
0: there's stuff i liked about it is there um, any kind of murder mystery that you give a shit about at all is there is so a mystery.
2: And, no, I mean, like you, you don't really know what happens to the like, girl until the end, and and is it interesting um, when you find out? Kind of, not but like. I
1: mean, I'm, I'm gonna
2: give it a check. yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm gonna check it out. Uh, yeah. But, I mean,
0: you know
1: all
2: right i mean it's uh, like it and especially with you in it, it's hard, like i mean because you, you watch so much of it it's yeah. really hard to. well you never know apart,
0: you never know i even get i'm surprised yeah you know about about what what moves me and what doesn't like right. you know i, I know. always think like i want a great surprise but sometimes you know something that people are like ah you may not like the ending and i end up loving it and sometimes yeah. they're like dude yeah. you're gonna love it this climax is sick yeah and then i get to it i'm like yeah yeah so you know i surprise myself sure but um. yeah
2: i mean duncan jones he's just you know like i've seen all his movies now and um, like I like the moon I really like Source Code it's been a while since I've seen it I dug Source dug, Code, source code yeah, I dug good. Source Code and then yeah, even it's a good twist yeah. right yeah. and then even Warcraft it was just like what I was saying oh, it's wow. very ambitious and it's like you watched uh, it? yeah because I have it. it
0: I haven't watched it
2: I watched it with a friend right. like um, last summer and I had never played the video game or anything yeah yeah the problem with it is that it does try to cram like yeah. a seasons level again of storytelling a lot of these movie. things
0: a lot of these things they really need to be see- shows um, right. even you it sounds like there's a lot of
2: but Warcraft, it's like you could never make a show out of it because the budget would just be insane. Well, I mean, you uh, put on
0: Netflix, you know. Yeah, but it's. Uh, yeah, no, you know. totally could. But um, anyway, anyway,
2: <laughs> but anyway, my point on that is that again, I'd rather hit, be, uh, you know, kind of fail and for that reason mm-hmm. than be Got a super watered down story. So it. I, I mean, I'm I'm interested in seeing what he does next. Um, but speaking yeah, I think of, it's spe- worth speaking, it speaking of speaking of follow
0: ups. Annihilation. Holy crap. Huge follow-up to Ex Machina, <laughs> yes. a movie that a lot of us picked as, if not our number one of that year, top three for sure. I love Ex Machina so much. How does this follow it up? I think it's better. Okay. Like, uh, I mean, it's.
2: I mean, I really like Ex Machina a lot, That's but bold. this one, um, it delivers the same kind of intellectualism, but it's. Uh, I was also more engaged and more entertained in many ways. So basically, um, Natalie Portman plays this biologist at Johns Hopkins, who she's ex military. Her husband has been away, played by Oscar Isaac, has been away for a year. Um, on Twitter, Oscar Isaac's adults. up in it again. <laughs> Dude, Padme is married to Poe Dameron, and it's fantastic. Uh, Oscar it. Isaac is up in. Well, those I mean, movies.
1: he did a movie with like General Hux. Like it, that's so it's just yeah. kind of. I feel like, I know, Oscar exactly. just like oh, Alex Garland
2: just. Hey, how many Star Wars actors can I put into my movies? I
1: feel like he just breaks into like Alex Garland's house and he's like, "Hey, so I printed off that script. Yes. I want to play this character." Yes. yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah. no and, it, and
0: they are perfect
1: too but like um they, okay so oscar he's is been,
0: kind of perfect in everything he does. i yeah, mean yeah. he's not the super du- awesomest dude as a human but man can he act
1: yeah he, he was like he was the standout for me a hey, like he was the only one putting in like any actual thing into sucker punch like i will say oh, I he, it. Oh, he was like the oh that. <laughs> exactly that's how good he is like he managed Effortless. to make people Effortless. forget that he was in a terrible movie. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I mean, Ex Machina, not to, to belabor, it's not worth talking yeah. about at length because everybody knows how great it is, but his character in that movie uh, and, and, and and the reveals about what he's really up to and the fact that he can make such a toxic individual likable is just a feat. Yeah, It's a feat. Anyway. And so he is military. He's been
2: uh, on a mission for the last 12 months, but... Uh, she hasn't been he's disappeared and she thinks he's dead at this point and uh, and then all of a and sudden, he may well be well but then all of a sudden he shows up um, he's not he is acting very strange and he all of a sudden gets terribly sick and the next thing um, she knows is that they're in this government facility together while he's being uh, medically uh, treated and she finds out what the mission he was on and it was to investigate this sort of paranormal force field um outside this park and this is all very early
0: stuff yes yes oh it's very early no i'm not and also i plan on possibly closing my eyes i've heard that they show you who lives and dies at the beginning of the movie i may close my eyes for that part so careful on that too
2: okay yeah
0: yeah 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 Uh, i've heard they do that thing where it's like instead of having tension about who lives and dies they just show you at the beginning so the tension is how it happens but not who and yeah it's kind
2: of more but it's still i mean I think you'll really be impressed by the toys at the end of this. Oh. It's like, I mean, this has you written all over, but I mean, I loved it. I mean, all right, I'm there. The best review, it is. Uh, so, and, and again, okay, so, yeah, um, his crew, you know, didn't survive a mission, so now she's going back with a new crew awesome. of all women, and they're all with scientific Oh, they're women? Oh, yeah. man.
0: Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> and they're all
2: with scientific backgrounds. You forgot what we're gonna like,
1: be talking about next, so. <laughs>
2: Joking, just joking. Um, and, but, oh my gosh. So, hands down, my favorite Natalie Portman performance. She's phenomenal in this. Um, then, what I love about it, because... Oh, it's, well, see, it's, it's because what she does really well is these outbursts of emotion that mm-hmm. are like... And in Star Wars, it, like I hate it for her because she has to work with George Lucas' dialogue and do it in such a melodramatic fashion mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah. Here, she does it so naturally, <laughs> and she plays this incredibly strong woman who has also been through a lot. and. Um, and she's put into this insane like survival situation. The best review I saw of it, it's like they were like, it's like if Stanley Kubrick and David Cronenberg got together and made Predator, and that's what you get here. And I'm like, that's pretty wow, Kubrick okay. and Cronenberg. Yes. just okay. one of them is enough to make it I weird. Know. It is because it's like it, it's great because it has the intellectual aspect. It has horror. It has sci-fi. And it's entertaining. And it's beyond entertaining. Oh, okay. oh, oh. I can't mean, so, believe it. So oh, my God. Because
0: I heard... My, the buzz I heard about it is that studios are scared shitless because it's inac- unaccessible. Um, that's wow. that's what studios I mean, said. it's not Biden like... They didn't like the cut, and he got the guy who funded the movie, the producer, to step in and, and back him, but they were about to butcher this thing, like Fantastic It style. It's, it was, see, it's I, that supposedly out there.
2: See, I think it's like if you're... You know, if you want super
0: straightforward and you know, don't want to think at all. They were like just maybe, saying that like, the ending was ambiguous and things like that, and, and that it's very hard to, like, follow and care about any of the characters. Things like that. These, these See, movies, yeah, I disagree with that. I, I'm just like, talking about studio executive yeah. bullshit, well, not talking about me.
1: Well, and, and, and why would, like, alright, here's the thing. There's been a lot of movies that have had ambiguous endings. Yes. That, that have had strange, like, you know, plot on. deviations right. that made the movie, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like,
2: I I did, for me, it was just—it was just enough ambiguity to work. That it wasn't excessive, and it wasn't Perfect. like really. I can't. I can't the, like, I'm so know, glad they let pointed. him go with
0: his vision. Yes, it's just that they think this movie is going to be far less successful overall. Critic, I mean, uh, uh, audience-wise, than Ex Machina was, and I'm so glad to hear yeah. that it sold out because maybe that won't happen. Yeah, I know. Like yesterday when I
2: went, it was much better. But I saw a Matinee yesterday. Okay. Myself, maybe people oh, are getting but,
0: smarter. It's yeah, possible. I, I hope so. Just what if, right? I what hope if?
2: so. Awesome. But yeah. Any and, other thoughts? And I totally disagree that um, it's like you know the characters you are interested because I was totally uh, enthralled with her story
0: the entire time. Cool. And I well, just that she them. was too too um, uh, dark a character and like not 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 um, n- not. I mean, it's not dark, No one, no one not that you can no one that you can root for and that I'm just saying what they said. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think that's BS, but okay. Okay,
2: yeah. But no, I loved it. It was so good so yeah I mean it's a good sci-fi weekend this mutant annihilation back to back
0: excellent yeah. and and Altered Carbon not in the tail end yeah exactly cool um, alright uh, so one more thing I want to hear uh, that you were talking about earlier because I know you're chomping at the bit to talk about it Mr. Miracle
1: oh yeah. Mr.
0: Miracle a phenomenal comic what like. makes this comic so good because all Art. I do all I hear is people talking about Tom King this and Tom King that and I've read the first half
1: of the vision so I kind of get his vibe alright well Tom King does a phenomenal job at humanizing characters yeah. like that this does not feel like a superhero story this feels like you have this guy who just so happens to have this grand extravagant weird ass like you know like uh childhood that leads him to the life that he's in now yeah and you have him dealing with real things like you know just mental health just hell suicide like the issue opens on such a like you know emotional like beat that you kind of start to feel for the character with every issue. You start to find the things that you relate to in this character. Like, even down to, I recently been having some issues with my dad, you know, having come back, and that he'd always been the stern guy, and I feel like there's a scene in one of the issues where he's talking with his dad, and his dad's like completely in his own world, and he's, and Scott's just like, well, you know, I still hate this guy, but I'm trying to figure out where he's going with this. Where he's coming from. Yeah, and, and it's like, it's you see so much of like this character, this character that not a lot of people, like. when you bring Mr. Miracle up in a conversation no. with some people, it's just, who? I still don't really know who that is. When it comes to this book, you will get... A general sense of who the character is personally. Yeah. Not so much the costume, not so much like all the Even They'll Jim yeah, and all that. Yeah, they'll mention things from, here, like, from time to time but it feels like, it doesn't feel like you need to go back and go, I need to read all of Mr. Miracle. Like, they give you so much that like, you know you're just like, alright DC, why are you not making this into a movie? Why are you not like attempting to draw people in from another angle instead of it being the whole, well, you know, he saves the day he doesn't you know, he's
0: not worried about saving a lot the of days. it's just yeah. scenes with him and Barda.
1: Yeah, and it shows a real relationship. Something that like in comics is the hardest thing to yeah, write. Yeah, it is very
0: hard to convey. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Why is it? Let's flip that around. I understand why it isn't just a superhero story. Why is it a superhero story? Why not just make a creator own book
1: that has not shit to do with superheroes? Oh, well, I mean, maybe you could. Well, I here's the thing, like it's giving a lot of people who want to get into it hope because you can take like you know anything you can take like you can take any character and then turn them into this character that's fully fleshed out and having him be you know the world's greatest escape artist you know that that's still there but you still you're dealing with the character of scott free you know a guy that's trying to deal with hey i got this pretty sweet life that's that's his superpower escaping well, he... Because that's rad if it he, is. He's super, like... Because he manages to, in his childhood, escape from, like, this unescapable planet full of, like... Like, it is literally hell itself. And Because he basically was, hey, so in order to do peace, um, here's my kid. I'll take your kid. So he's raised in this shitty... like They even bring it up in the comic, you know, where him and his wife, Barda, who also was raised in that... Like, had similar upbringing them talking about like being brought up like that. like they have a point where it's like oh hey you remember our song right well we never had a song you remember the screams and torture that we grew up with right and it's like yeah and it's just them reminiscing over that mm-hmm. it's so strange mm-hmm. that like it feels normal it's their normal and creating characters that you could actually go man I, I, I actually it's very interesting yeah. it's a very interesting
0: counterintuitive fact of writing but specificity can often lead to relatability more than ambiguity can. So some some people might think, ooh, i got to make it accessible by making it about universal themes. Well, things a- that everybody has gone through and that are very basic and, and,
1: and broad. Well, a- but he- if you get specific, people can tap into that emotion. Yeah, and here's the cool thing about it, too. He's a celebrity in this world. They know who Mr. Miracle is. There's so many like things on talk crime. shows and all that stuff. Yeah, like and they yeah. do a good bit of work. That's ironic. Since the... In the real world, none of us know who he is before <laughs> this book. But in in there, they do bits of where you know it's him, like it's kind of like an old TV and it, and it's used showing like interviews of him and and it's like it's done in such a really cool trippy fashion that like you know you get it and then it jumps right into the story and it's like a normal day between these two not normal characters. How far in is it? Um, right now I think it's on issues five, six. Get, yeah, six out. is coming. Oh wow! So it's halfway through. Yeah, cause
2: it'll be twelve issues. Because like the
1: the next issue is coming out in March, which I'm really excited about. And yeah, it touches on like you will find something relatable in there, something personal. You know when you. trade one comes out? Oh, I have yet to look at the schedule just because I've been so hooked on yeah. reading single yeah. issues. Yeah, so who cares, right? But um. yeah, yeah, it's one of those stories where I recommend it for people because you're gonna find something in there. It's it's like picking up a Batman book and going, man, I can't relate to Batman. I'm not rich. I'm not, like, a crime fighter. I'm... Shit. My parents
0: weren't murdered what, yeah, it, to the sound
1: of Falling Pearls. This is, like, everybody's felt how Scott's felt. Like, you've been in a situation where you can do so much to get out of it, but at the end of the day, you know, it's having to understand the weight of the situation, you know? Okay. I'm, I'm having trouble understanding nice exactly what you yeah, mean, but I think gosh. I have to... I think i'd have to read it to understand exactly what you mean yeah that's
2: the thing if if nothing if you have for whatever reason are not in any way emotionally moved by the story itself then the art will do it
1: for you yeah yeah, like like i said you know we can talk about it and everybody will be able to explain it in so many different ways but it's when you pick up that book and read through it and go wow wow i really like this about it and that's why i recommend it to people it's like yeah it's literally like looking at the page, like the the story itself, become a story that you want. Right. You know? Right. Interesting.
0: Interesting. Awesome. Um, well, I'm going to mention one last little thing um, for my uh, final pick, and that is. The 100. You referenced this a little bit earlier. Yeah, Everybody I, has told me forever. You too, right? Yeah.
1: Like, cause I want. Like, I'm. I'm gonna get into it. because like, oh, I you love been, it. have right? been sleeping on that one, and it's like, ah, now I have no reason not to. <laughs> I,
2: especially now, I have no reason not to because. The, two of the writers on it, Julia and Shauna Benson. And I look, Batgirl and the Birds of Prey is one of my favorite rebirth books.
0: So uh, the fact that they're, I'm like, oh, I got
1: to CWDC, look at you guys. Now, the 100. Everybody. So the 100
0: is, is, is based on a book by Cass Morgan. And, and the idea is um, that there's a dying spaceship. It's running out of oxygen. It's really going to die. And they had to go in this spaceship. It's called an Ark, much like Noah's Ark, because. Um, Earth is uninhabitable after nuclear war breaks out. So, um, as a last gasp, gasp effort, they send down 100 criminals, who are all ch- happen to be kids, um, and uh, down to the planet to see if it's habitable again. Because if they die, they're criminals anyway, but if they live, then that's hope for humanity to continue on. And it's basically everything that comes out of that. I have been told forever uh, ha- that I gotta watch this show, and boy, I understand why. Um, it is like the Game of Thrones of YA. Um, it is brutal. Wow. Yeah, it is. it is. its It is. I've actually heard um, the guy who writes uh, Mr. Robot, um, he talked about another series which I raved about last year on my TV episode. On my TV um, yeah, yeah, picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for the best of the year, 3%. Is, and he called it YA with teeth. And this really is that as well. Maybe even more so. This show is mm. brutal. Characters fucking die. Characters get maimed. Young kids kill people and, 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 and there's horrible consequences. I mean, it is brutal. And, and, and yet, entertaining and really moves. So it has the lightness of like a Riverdale or a, or a, a Dawson's Creek or a whatever you want to be. Insert your YA show here. But it also has like the darkness and the surprise angle and the anybody can die at any time, Sean Bean style. With it, so it is really intense and good, and I understand that it just gets better and better until it doesn't get better anymore in round season four. And then I've heard it's like on an upswing again, so it's. Anyway, I'm only about four or five episodes in, but man, I'm definitely enjoying it. I gotta check it out. All right, well, speaking of good things that pretty much everybody loves, let's do it. It's time to talk about Black Panther. This movie has been so highly anticipated, people have been waiting for it forever. Uh, T'Challa is his name, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had he was introduced first in uh, the previous um, in Civil War. Civil, Civil War, War yeah. um, and EMC, yeah. uh, to much fanfare. Uh, him yeah. and uh, Spider Man were both introduced. They were both huge hits in that. Um, and T'Challa may be the most of all. His movie is now out. Um, we just talked about it seven hundred million and and yeah. counted. It's still making money right now as we talk. Yeah, as we talk, <laughs> people are leaving the theater. Just, just feeling triumphant. Um, it is, it is a really, really interesting movie. So, what we're going to do um, to start is we're going to just give a rough run through of the plot. Mm-hmm. Now, that said, total spoiler cast. Yes, we will be going that. into full story spoilers. So, if you have not seen this movie, I instruct you not to listen to the rest of this podcast. Yeah, like just,
1: just, just stop right now. Whatever you're doing. Get in the car, Uber, go wherever you know. Go back to the rock yeah, you're get, living get, under. Cause yes, you're totally,
0: All right. You need to see this movie, <laughs> so see it now. It's a cultural moment, and it's a fantastic film. Even if you take all of that out of it, um, it's just entertaining. It's well done. It really is a coming together of a firing on all cylinders. It, it, it would. It needed everything to be what it is. It needed um, Paul Fe- uh, Feige. What's his first name? Paul Feige, is it? Kevin Feige, the guy who yeah, does MC. Yeah, or Kevin, Kevin Feige. Feige. Kevin Feige. Yeah, yeah, Near yeah. Kevin Feige. I'm thinking about Paul Feige. <laughs> That's how I, I was confused. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. office guy? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> So it needed Kevin Feige to make the MCU what it is today yeah. and to have all the backdrop that it has and all of the fanfare. It needed the phenomenal performances by the actors that have been building their careers up to this moment. The Michael B. Jordans and the... What's his name? Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman the, the others. When
1: I saw that cast list, I was like, I'm sold. I'm sold. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. ridiculous. And, I mean, and maybe, maybe most Coogler got Maybe
0: so. most yeah. importantly, yeah. Ryan Coogler. Yeah. yeah. Um, and his moment has been happening with Creed and Fruitville Station, and this is just his personal Perfect moment to make this movie So he, all these things and the cultural experience
1: yeah, Just real quick, he is really good At making movies that you can watch Like again and I still know, enjoy yeah, Like amazing. I rewatch Creed and yep. it's like It still holds up yep. It's like, oh man, it's funny seeing Killmonger Like, you know, pine after like The Valkyrie from like uh, uh, Thor Ragnarok uh-huh. While like, you know She's Tessa
0: Thompson's in that?
1: Yes. Oh, I didn't know She's that She's his love interest and then it's funny now Looking at Stallone who
0: is In Guardians too.
1: Yeah and it's like, man.
0: Marvelous.
2: Oh, I see. It. This is my nerd eyes. Marvel all, all time. over it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it
0: does have But, but anyway, so it, it took a lot of things to come together for this perfect moment. This moment has come, and it is going to be fascinating and fun to talk about this from a bunch of different angles. So we're going to talk right. about it, um, it in depth. So let's talk about the plot now. I invite you both to jump yeah. in when I miss parts. All right. Cool. Um, so starting out, um, there is a. Um, I'm trying to think about the very first scene that we see. Is it is it the That's scene the flashback in Oakland scene, um, yeah. showing uh, that we don't know at the time, but it's Kilmander's origin. A- a- Oakland yeah Oakland? And so basically, there are two guys that are involved in some some street life activity um, mm-hmm. in Oakland, California, around the time yeah. of the LA riots. Yeah,
1: yeah, and they and they did a good job at really showing like a lot of because there was a lot of subtle hints as to how the story is going to progress. Even having like you know his uncle. Basically, like, yeah, high, this secret cache of like guns, public enemy posters everywhere. It's like, oh, so the uncle was more of a pushing for, like, you know, they need to start like some sort of insurrection. Like, They, yeah. This this needs to happen. A new revolution needs to take place. Right, right. We'll we'll get through the. We'll
0: we'll talk about it. Um, I know you're chomping at the bit. I I get it. Uh, Um, So anyway, so we see this scene, um, and uh, someone comes. The old king of Wakanda comes to uh, America to check in on his. To tell his father comes to check on. Uh, one of his war dogs, mm-hmm. um, which is, I believe, his brother? Yeah. It is his brother, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And um, it turns out that his brother had sold them out to... God, there's so many Ulysses, Ulysses, Ulysses Cloud. Cloud. There you go, <laughs> he's, exactly. <laughs>
2: he's sold... He's taken um, Vibranium, which is one of the most prominent resources that Wakanda owns, and is selling it to an arms dealer, Ulysses this Cloud. This movie is really was introduced, dense and intricate, yeah. the more we who more think in, about it. Who was introduced back in Age of Ultron, um, briefly, but... Um, yeah, and then the scene kind of cuts, uh, ends about toward the end. We don't know the full like uh,
0: extent of this. We really later do find we, out, right. though, that the brother was killed after become, being revealed as a traitor. Right. And then the character that will eventually grow up to be... Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker's character uh, sees this whole thing. Yes. Um... Unfold. Yes. So anyway, that is the instigation, instigating moment. That is the thing that drives the entire plot right. of the movie. Because they're outside. And little do we know, we thought they were just foreshadowing, and excuse me, we're just setting up the uh, the, the scene with these kids playing basketball right. outside. But in fact, no, one of them was in fact Eric son, Killmonger yeah. before he became Killmonger. Yeah. Right? Um, so then we go to um, we jump see. forward to the
2: present to where. Um, we'd get a brief uh, uh, kind of recap of what happened in civil war when t'challa's father dies um at the signing of the sokovian accords and so now t'challa is about to take up the mantle of king um and there's going to be
0: a ceremony there's going to be a ceremony we're also introduced to a couple but, of the other important characters because right,
2: cause right yeah. b- before the ceremony um he goes on a short <laughs> mission um this was like in the, it was, this was like kind of on the outskirts of
1: wakanda right
0: yeah like yeah, he, they're- yeah like
1: they were picking up like a, a bunch of women who were being trafficked right and a phenomenal yeah. like opening with having in, them introduce another character in this and yeah, yeah like it just it keeps a consistent pace and then we get back to we
2: introduced both can we well, let's go ahead and talk about it. we introduce oh, yeah. um okay so i'm gonna have to help me with the names <laughs> a little bit but lupita nyango plays um his love interest uh, Nakia. what is Nakia? nikia and then she is a war dog, also right, by the way,
0: right. off on an undercover mission.
2: And then Denai Guerrero plays what is her name? Oh, uh, who's a gen- She's a general. Um, Very strong, bald headed We'll be talking about badass. more, but we get amazing introductions to them in this scene. And
0: then also, um, right? So that's where we first meet the two of them. Yes, um, uh, we see how much uh, Black Panther is in love with Nakia. He can barely yes. speak around her, which yes. is like the first real good comedy moment in the film. Yes, same as um, badass like basically, freeze up. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's good. It, it shows you that the movie is gonna have a a, a, a kind-hearted light yes. tone yes. because it, it right in the midst of horrible slave trading. There's this moment of a guy looking at a girl and being in love. Yeah, all yeah. the trappings are, are thrown away, and it's just about love and, and and humans. And really, the story in a lot of ways, right, um, it, it, it is all about that. And right around that, time,
2: I don't know if it's in that scene or right after when they're going to the ceremony. We meet his sister as well, who plays like there's a sort of. That's when James, he gets off the plane, right? There's a sort of James Bond vibe in the, especially in the first hour of the movie. She's basically the Q, James Bond. Yeah. Um, and her name is. Suri? Uh, Suri? Yes, that's correct. Um, okay, so we made that. So, yeah,
1: that's because so so, we're just going to, correct am right. people if you're listening. It's not Suri, that is the Apple product. <laughs> <laughs> that's Siri. Okay, um,
0: so um, then we get. Um, this. Is it go right to the ceremony after that? They're on the way, yeah, they're yeah. on the way. They, they so meet his mother. To, um, he, he's come home. Uh, We
2: meet his mother, played by Angela Bassett, Um, she's like, you know, your father and I dreamed of this day, we're so proud of you, et cetera, et cetera. And then yes, it goes to the ceremony, which the which
0: which I was which introduces a really important concept, and that's the the concept of how Black Panther gets his power. So I don't know yeah. that people knew this at least. Oh, in I forgot about that. The,
2: the opening opening scene was a recap of the history of
0: Wakanda. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh right. And all that. Yeah. right, 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 right. Yeah. So you get to find out that it's this place that is was built literally right on top of a vibranium supply yeah. that'll never end. Yes, and that they keep it for themselves because they don't want not because there's so much selfish, or at least. They don't feel that way, but they just don't want to unleash it on the world. And they also don't want the world's problems to come to them. them. So it's
2: isolationist. And they explain the origins of the Black Panther itself as, like,
1: this spirit kind of... And they talk about, like, the tribes, too, which will come up, like... Very important, Which is coming up, like, pretty soon when we get to the uh, ceremony. Yes. And so that's a really... I love that. So so anyway,
0: we learn that... during this, during this process, all the tribes need to get together to sort of swear in their mm-hmm. new king. Right. But there's one tribe that doesn't ever show up that's sort of on the outs and doesn't believe in having all the tribes united or something like that. Yeah, some, the, yeah, right. Well, these, the
1: so. Jabari, like, uh, they're all about the whole <laughs> – they're all about the whole resisting, like, you know – like the reliance on like having to be reliant on like using vibranium. Yeah. Like they're all about the whole oh, you guys still use technology. Well good for you. We're not we're not doing that. That 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 shit's on you. So that's the that's the big
0: <laughs> rift between right. them. However, there is a ceremony, um and it's basically uh the Black Panther is stripped of his powers yep. um by drinking a anti-power potion yeah, of some yeah, sort. Yeah. Um, and then any challengers are invited to come forth and right. face him without his powers. So right. he has to be worthy of being Black Panther with and without the supernatural right. powers. So nobody's going to come up and challenge him. Oh, but wait! Somebody Jabari. from the other tribe. The yeah. M'Bari? Yeah. The Jabari. Jabari. The Jabari. So he's from yeah. the Jabari tribe. Uh, the chief comes over, uh, and he a big, badass dude. Yeah.
1: M'Baku like, makes the... Best entrance, oh, yes. like it's it's to the point where people. Best entrance, and one of my favorite ass. scenes later on in the movie too. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And so, yeah.
0: so he rolls in. Um, it's in a way, it's foreshadowing for something that will come later. Um, and they have a fight. It's close. It's a real tough battle. Yes. But in the end, the Black Panther um, decides to um, spare the life of the guy. Yes, Well, and
1: well, also it, it shows too just the depth of like character, and oh. that he tells him right in and there no. You know, yield, yield because your people need you. Right, right. that is a right. major, major like you know, plot point throughout this movie. Do, do you
0: do you let yourself die with supposed honor, or do you you know stay around to fight the good fight um, and face up to whatever happens thereafter? It's that that's there, and, and the other aspects yep. of it too. Um, so um, he he lets him live. Um, T'Challa then goes through a ceremony um, where he is re-gifted with the powers Mm -hmm. of the Black Panther underground in this place where they grow all these nice little flowers that, that give the powers of the Black Panther and while he's down there he has a flashback and he gets to speak with his father. Well, it's not
2: really a flashback. He uh, he goes into <laughs> a side uh, flash. The, uh, well, he uh, goes into the ancestral plane, which yeah. is like this okay. spiritual. And so he's talking with him in the present okay. while like while his father is in this heavenly realm kind of thing. Got it. And there's yeah. like four or five of these throughout the film. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't. Well, there's two with. There's him, at least and three. The, there's there's either, at least there's three, three because there's two with him and his father, and one with Killmonger. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. All right. You guys are nitpicking yeah. me real bad. <laughs> I, I, I have to like it. Uh, ancestral right. plane, not flashback. I, that that <laughs> I was boldly wrong. on. Boldly wrong. Talk it. But
0: four, no four, or three. Come on, man. All right. <laughs> it's all um, good. Okay. So, um, what happens in this? You guys know.
2: Uh, so basically, they. Um, you know, his father is very proud of them. They. Um, have this nice sentimental moment. Um, and basically T'Challa just confesses that
1: he
0: doesn't think he's ready for this. And, um, and my father and makes a really important comment saying that you're a nice, good man. Yeah. It's going okay. to be really hard for a good man to be king. Right, right.
1: Yeah, and that you have to do things. And, and it drives home, like, what's a major, like, you know, thing with the plot is that, yeah, there's going to be a lot of things to protect your people that you will have to do. That, that you won't want to do. Yeah, and and it's just you have to face it as a king is. like, Because he makes that point and going, you know, kings don't kneel. Like, you are king right. right? You have the responsibility to your people. And it brings up, like, from that point on, you know, that they have to go towards, you know, all of the stuff that's been happening. Like, because the same with Clark. Like, they find out that, yeah, Ulysses is still out and about. Uh-huh. And that there's gonna be an arms deal, like, that's going down in which we are reintroduced to Everett Ross. Like, the SCIA contact. Yeah. right. Um, well, Before that, a, yeah, though, yeah.
0: there is one introduction that's important, and that is Daniel Kalaya, the guy from Get Out, and also right. Netflix, yeah. right. right. Oh man! So he's introduced as uh, a confidant to Sachal. He's also married to the leader of the god there's so many tribes and things in this that's that's yeah yes yes so he's also um they're in a relationship yes but he feels very strongly that wakanda is not being militant and strong enough and yeah. demonstrating their power and that there are things that need to be done to show people who's in charge right etc is that about right would you yeah. Say? yeah he says like
2: i mean to, to, to like um look you go out and send me to the um, all our posts out there because they have spies all over the world. Like, let's do it. Let's start, you know, more of a, re- a militant revolution.
0: So he's so he's going to be very much on that side when yes. things start splitting. Later. Right, right. Um. So let's see. And then
2: from there we go to the scene
0: in the museum. Um, ma- yes. Oh my, yeah. maybe my favorite scene oh, in the movie. It, yeah. exactly. This is one of my favorite three yeah. scenes in the movie for sure. Um, we see uh, Klaus and Eric Stevens not not talked about as co monger yet. Yeah. Um, roll up to a museum. Um, and what's really great about it is um, Eric asks about an artifact, but he actually ends up knowing more about it than yeah, this, like, high He's like, like, nah, you're, he's like did, nah, you're wrong. They did, her, did such a her fine her job
1: at setting up for it, even down to the whole, like, you know, when he corrects the, uh, the museum. Like, the museum, like, museum curator. And, and she's just like, no, that's that's not true. And He goes, no, I know where it's from. And just how like that that little beat in between, yes. and how it
0: co- and then when it comes out, what it really is, we start to feel the ominous feeling and the menace of like, uh oh, these people, including like her, are about to fucking die. Yeah. Then when they kill everybody, um, right after that, and in a really good orchestrated, yes. smart scene. Well, he said,
2: what he says to her. He's like, "All this time you've been talking to me, you didn't check
0: what's inside of you, or
2: something like that." Like. Yeah, uh, no, you her. didn't check what you put in, in your pointer, body. Okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but her. my
0: favorite moment of it by far, and the thing that made me first really fall uh, in like or whatever with uh, with Eric <laughs> <Fallen> is, <like. laughs> is, is, is the scene he says when he walks over to the mask, and uh, and yes. Cla- and Klaus says, um, "You're not telling me that's vibranium, too." He goes, "No, nah, man, I'm, I'm just diggin'. feeling this." And that I is a big, that that it is a big just,
2: reference to the comics, correct? Yeah. yeah.
1: And mm-hmm. also, just just real quick, little little side note: okay. uh, uh, Michael B. Jordan is an anime fan, and some of you who may be DB, like Dragon Ball Z fans, that is a Vegeta inspired like. Uh, that okay? Vest. I saw those memes. Like, even I thought the, it even with the blue sleeves. He, Ooh! He I managed didn't even to get, get that one in there. So cool. I saw <laughs> those
2: memes comparing him to, the, but like I thought it was just coincidence. But oh, that's cool. Okay. <laughs> okay, moving on. Okay. So, um, but, yeah. so,
0: so they do that. Um, escape that, with the vibranium. They escape with the vibranium, and um, then Wakanda
2: gets word of this. That claw is out and about, um, and uh, they are faced with, okay, do we go after
0: him or not? And they T'Challa decide they're going to do a yes. small, deci- small mission. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and this is the first big,
1: like, set piece yeah. action yes. moment. And what it uh, take, they go to Korea. Yes. Yeah. And what really takes a turn for too is that T'Challa makes a promise. To his best friend, yes. that he would avenge his family. Either
0: bring Claw back, or hopefully, according to the friend, kill him. Kill him.
1: Yeah. And that's where that plot like,
0: really and, goes his off the friend, the rails. and his
2: friend really trusts him there. He said, Look, your father failed to do this all year, but I'm putting my faith in you.
0: But, but he's look. starting to go off the rails at that yeah. point. Yeah. It's yeah. starting yeah, to go yeah, in is. that direction. Um, so they go on the mission. Um, this is where we really start to see. I think they, there's a little scene, a cue kind of scene where. Um, his sister, um, Nikita. Is, not Nikita. God, what is her name again? Shuri. 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 Okay, Shuri. thank you, Shuri. <laughs> when his sister Shuri, there's a, there's a lot of characters. There's a lot of
2: names and a lot. Of um, okay, so, so when his sister, when
0: his sister Shuri, um, goes, it, it shows off all of the equipment and stuff. Yeah. Um, And then they go on on the mission to South Korea, and there's like cars that drive themselves. It's really cool stuff. Yeah, and it's here. So their plan there is to just go
2: capture Cloud right away. But things get a little complicated because they are reunited with Everett Ross, Martin Freeman's character, who played a fairly role. I heard a joke on Twitter tonight. Have you heard this joke? What, the Bilbo and Gollum? or, uh, or The Tolkien white guys? Oh, I heard that a month ago. man, you really nailed it. Oh, I heard cool. that a ago. That Boy, was the nice best one I've ever heard. It was totally like, stole my moment. Bilbo okay. and Goll- Gollum are the only white guys in this movie. They're the Tolkien white guys. All right, that was well, brilliant. let's pull
1: it back in. Let's pull but- it back in. All right. <laughs> yeah, no, that
2: was brilliant, though. Okay, so they're reunited with Ross, and he's there working undercover to try to get Cloud. and he says, look, we need to take care of this. I mean, like, um, but I, you know, I'm. how about, you know, we're keeping Wakanda on their wraps. Let, let the go- U.S. government handle this. We really need to get Kyle. But, you know, T'Challa's not having it because this is a personal thing, um, and you know, he, he wants to take down Kyle himself. Um, but, yeah. so anyway, quickly erupts into a big action scene here, an espionage. Um, they chase Kyle down the streets and are fighting him, and really awesome, you know, something like straight out of Skyfall,
0: uh, this whole scene. Or the beginning of Kingsman 2. Yes, oh yes, Definitely. Especially with
2: the the robot arm and all that, um, but it's here that they do catch him. And also, but it's important to note too, um, to for a moment,
0: T'Challa wants to kill him, but um, there are too many people watching.
2: And yeah, they, and they,
0: then somebody yeah. says to him, "Think about what you want to be as a yes, king." Yes. Who is it that says that? Was it?
2: I think was it, it his was sister.
1: Was it? Denai Guerrero. Yeah, because um, yeah, she was because yes. she was like, yeah, the world. She was like, my king. The world's watching. Yes and they and it brings on the whole okay we don't want to expose ourselves. So yeah, they eventually go into the interrogation scene and try trying to figure out like, you know, his motives, why like who was he working with. And that was a beautifully handled scene. Yes, it yeah. was fun seeing two actors in the work together play off each other on that. And yes. even down to the whole, you know, Claude just hinting, hey, there's somebody else involved, but you're not going to get them. Yeah. And yeah, then we get the Breakout scene, right? Back
2: at, so they take him back to um, the. This was the CIA headquarters, right? Or, or, or like not headquarters, but their like facility. Yeah, yeah, they are Yeah, they're, in one, uh, of, yeah.
1: they're in one of the embassies, and a, a Killmonger breaks him out. Yes, and when he breaks them out, in the process, um, Ross is
0: grievously injured. Yes, yeah, Ross is injured, and also this is when.
2: Um, T'Challa gets a brief glimpse of Kilmongar. He doesn't see his face, but but he he does see a ring. Yeah, it was. Oh, oh, I forgot he saw the (laughs) ring. Yeah. Which um, belonged, you know, to his family, and so he knows where he's. Something's Whoa, up. Who is the? He's like, oh yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, shit, shit, it, shit. This is just, isn't got just heavy. a random arms dealer, right?
0: Um, so th- I think is that is it right after that? So, so they just they realize they have to bring him somewhere to save Ross, right? right. So, so they, they bring him back to Wakanda, and yep. then do we immediately then go with Killmonger and yes. uh, yeah, that's back to at that the, scene. They're um uh, about to
2: escape, and, Um, you know, Cloud just wants to take. Um, the vibranium itself are the highest bidder but here we learn that Killmonger has ulterior motives he kills him right there and all of his associates and he heads off to Wakanda and he, wraps he wraps him went, up as a and, present and he, sho- and he right before he kills Cloud he shows him that he is uh, um, Wakanda because of an identification on his lip which is like the um, that's it's like a symbol they all have
0: like on uh, all the Wakandans have to identify them so it's the first time um, yeah. that you realize that there's a, it draws a direct connection to the yes. Oakland scene because that's when you see those the yes. first time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and so that's, that's kind of what's going down. So it's at this point that things take a huge shift. Yeah. Um, the movie really pivots at this point because up until now, it's been a real smooth sailing process. Yes. Um, T'Challa it does, comes home. Yeah. He's got some little conflicts going on, oh, but generally it... speaking, he takes his throne. Yes. He agrees with his father. Everything is totally cool. Uh-huh. And even though they fail this mission, he still represents the Black Panther values. He's going to bring uh, Ross home. That's a little bit of a problem, but he's still able to do the right thing. And yeah. everything is easy decisions. All yeah. of that ends... Yeah. With the arrival of Killmonger, who shows well, up on the border. Go ahead. Well,
1: it, it, it jumps into that and in that when he comes back, his friend's like, well, you failed yeah. me, you know, exactly. and... Your father
2: did nothing all his years. I thought you would be different. Yeah,
1: and then he, he has the whole confrontation, you know, like, of, okay, I promised to do this for him, but I let him down. All right, well... I'll fix that later, right. and you get a lot of that from T'Challa that it's no, I'll put it on the back burner because this is more important. Right, and yeah, you know, you no, get it's Killmonger. not. These things are building up. These back burner yeah. things
0: are going to turn into a you know combustion.
1: Yeah, and you get Killmonger like walking up with Claw's body, going, "Hey, I did what he couldn't do. So yeah, and I got something for you. We're going to like address this issue like- finally. Right, and
2: before I- is right, be- right before that scene though. Um, the discovers who he is because he goes and interrogates Forrest Whitaker and, and says, "Like, um, and Force is like, I promise my king never to tell you that he's like, sure. I'm he's your king, king now, you know, like, and um, that's when he learns horrible th- the truth that, um, you know, his father." killed his brother, but not only that, he left the child behind there in Oakland. So
0: the killing the brother is like almost like kind of what had to happen. Right, right, right. But leaving the, the, the child, child behind was... was just total brutality. Right. Um and, and it was in an effort not to, to try to hide things, just yes. like what you were referring to. Yes. Keeping these things hidden. It's the dirty secrets behind yeah, you. Yeah,
1: and... and, and... They go through with it, and it changes his whole view of his father. This man who he's always thought as being noble and yeah. doing things for Wakanda. Yeah, and they play off of that really well. And that when they show the confrontation between Killmonger, it's like, "Hey, you didn't know your dad did this, did you?" And then it's kind of, "Oh, uh, well, I knew, but you know." And it's, "No, he killed your uncle, my father, yeah. me, and refused to allow me to be a part of this family." And like. And it's just like, oh yeah, and, and uh, of course Michael B. Jordan and just chewing the scenery, coming into the nice. throne room. He's amazing. Hi, Auntie. Yay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's, 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 in, he's incredibly charismatic. This is when
0: there was a big shift for me, and we'll talk about this more with the, when we go into the character specifically. But this is when there was a big shift for me, where I started to realize that I liked the villain about as much as I liked. Well, the
1: all right, all right. I'm gonna change you. I'm gonna change your terms here right now because he was not a villain. Okay. He was an anti villain, and a lot of people fail to really... Anti-villains are essentially... they characters who go about doing things, you know, with a heroic aspect to mm-hmm. it. But eventually do it in the very, very evil manner. Like, yeah. they're okay with doing evil if things. You don't, if yeah. you don't want to use the word villain, that's fine.
0: However, um, he, he is the villain of the piece. He is the well, antagonist. I well, mean, he and, is.
1: And that's why... No, it was intentionally done <laughs> right. that way because... It's, you could relate to his story of being shunned, you know. Sure, sure. And how that he had spent all his life trying to figure out why it is that he got left and that his father is dead, and that you have, you know, the rest of his family living peacefully and comfortably. Right. No,
0: I mean, his, yeah, no, that's, that's a, that's a, uh, we definitely need to talk more about that
1: because I feel very strongly about it too
0: um What next? But well, so the big event that he shows up, he's and after
2: some messing around, he says his identity and said, "I am son of Joabu. Uh, I'm I'm <laughs> Yeah, but he's anyway. Like, we I'm are hopeless at this. I'm yeah. sorry, but like uh the, the, the lot But on, just, anyway, right he up. says his identity <laughs> and um he says, "Look, I want to challenge you um, to challenge for the throne." And that's when it gets to the and so yeah. that, and agrees. That's yes. when
1: shit picks up because yeah. you find that like, you know, the child still is being impulsive. Uh. Like they're telling him, No, you don't have to accept this. Right. Like, you don't have to. And he no. goes, No, we're doing this and in the process, gets really messed up. Yep. And also loses the throne. Yep. And, and his, force whatever dies Yep. And their trusted advisor. So very good men in for in all
0: respects. Yep. Now uh, I really feel that I was shocked at this point. I did not know the story that well, so when I saw him come in and just usurp everything, I said to the person I was with at the time, I was like, I am in pain over here. Like, I am really suffering right now. I mean, it, I felt it. When he lost the power and somebody was coming in with a lot of good reasons for what they were doing, but, but, you, you know, some real evil in his heart as well, yeah. I was really in pain about it.
1: Well, and that, and that's the thing. Like, with Killmager, when he... When he took the crown it was essentially going into that no i've lived with like all this pain i've lived with all of this you know not knowing where i belonged and i'm coming to show you you." feel it yeah and like really feel it and they and they even show when uh when when ross talks about how like he's he's been training his whole life like for this point to come and take over and that his whole character you know he's a black ops uh, he's a black ops soldier who deals with destabilizing government oh
2: that's and also in the scene when he takes his shirt off and he he shows that every uh, scar on his is for a kill and he's like look I've killed in America right I've killed our own people just to get to this point but to
0: go along with your anti-villain concept nothing he's not a criminal Nothing he did until very recently when he killed some people at the museum. Up until that point, till he starts this last step of his plan, yeah. he comes there as not a criminal. He yeah. comes there as a war hero in people's eyes. Yeah, as somebody true. who is, you know, he played by the yeah. rules of society to build himself into this perfect machine. But he isn't this horrible. When I saw those all those scars on his body, I was like, this guy is like uh, the guy from Batman. Um, the
1: the uh, victor's ass. Right, yeah, ass, yeah, yeah, but he's yeah. not
0: he is a he's a, he's fighting in wars he's doing the quote unquote vicious but right thing and that's a big distinction
1: and and they go into like showing him ease into how like how everyone's just kind of like well he is our king we have to listen to him
0: battle lines are drawn um the uh the, the close the people that are literally family members um decide to like go into hiding they steal well they steal one of the little flowers yeah because
1: uh, he decides that fuck tradition let's burn it all yeah he
0: wants he takes his Black yeah. Panther power to uh-huh. get it um, yeah. and then he says burn all but we do have to talk about the yeah. the, the, the uh, um, dimension what is it called the ancestral yeah they well, do ancestral. It. He he it. the ancestral and they,
2: this is really interesting done too because when he goes in there it shifts back between him as a kid and him now. Like and that and I think most of it was him as a kid, which is really interesting because when T'Challa went in there, it was uh, like uh, you know, his, well, his, his adult. In a lot of it, ways is, he
0: still is that yeah, in his yeah, heart. It yeah. Yeah. He still, he still is bit, like, that like his child.
1: His life froze at that point. That's why yeah, like yep. yeah, he's not an like he's not a villain, he's an anti villain because it's that whole that was the start of his life was yeah. right in and there. And it got and, stunted. And,
0: and it stunted, right?
1: Frozen. You were so right. So everything he seven. reacts to, even down to his cold and calculated things, right. is from being that hurt kid, that hurt kid that feels like he wants answers. Right. And yeah, like they go into him just basically. And I love that they have a little callback to earlier. Uh, T'Challa's sister shows the different necklaces like that trigger the suit, and T'Challa goes, "No, I don't want to be seen like you know." The whole point is to not be, to be, you know, completely still A man of the people who can also then defend when he needs yeah, to. Yeah, and he has the, and she has one with the huge, gaudy gold necklace, and that is the one that, like, Killmonger picks. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's just to more, just to more
0: differentiate the two of their approaches to the same problem. It's interesting. It's definitely interesting. Okay. So he burns it all. The the royal um, group goes off. Uh, yes. of their, uh, yeah. So they snatch one of the flowers. They snatch one of the flowers, which of co- you're like, of course. And then um, the, uh, but then battle lines are drawn between the rest of the people. So, for example, Okoye um, does uh, decide that she's got to serve her new king, and um, Daniel Kaluuya's character, uh, uh, he <laughs> he's all on board. He's <laughs> completely on board. He's completely on board, um, and is really digging the fact that finally somebody is doing the things that need to be done well. This is the point at which Killmonger shows his hand and what he was really playing for. And the point when he becomes really dangerous because Wakanda has been hiding all this time. Nobody, for a lot of different reasons, good and not good. And in that process, they have tremendous weapons, tremendous firepower, and they haven't shared them with anybody, good guys or bad guys. So Killmonger says, I have been, um, you know, me and my people have been oppressed forever. And we are finally going to show that we are the alpha predators. Uh-huh. We are the ones who are not going to be oppressed anymore. And I now, as king, have the power to make that happen. And he decides he packs all guns on all these ships and he starts the preparations to arm every angry, you know, resentful person who's been oppressed. And it goes
1: full circle to his father's mission. You right, know, it his, does. His father wanted to do the exact same thing and yeah, like, leading up to that battle, like, cause we have a look, like, cause we jump ahead at some point, we jump ahead to, uh, where they go, like, uh, D'Jala's family goes to seek out uh, M'Baku, who mm-hmm. you know, is just like, oh, hey, so didn't know what was going on, cause I don't care. Right. And then they're like, oh, we want you to take the flower, cause we have this guy that just, he beat, like,
0: he beat he, our king. He's, he, I mean, our king's dead, they're sure of it. Yeah. And this was yeah. another huge twist, not that I didn't think that T'Challa was alive, he had to be, he's Black Panther, but that he was being kept in ice by them yeah, around the ball. corner, and that M'Baka didn't take the opportunity to become Black Panther himself. Yeah, well, what a surprising it, yeah, turn.
1: It also goes back to that moment in the battle when he told him to yield to lead his people no. and how there's that mutual respect. Yeah, and yeah but, 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 the, but the lure of power. Is all, all encompassing. And the they, fact that
0: he doesn't jump at the chance to then take the power, maybe he'll fight off Killmonger and then he'll say, hey man, I'm yeah. uh, you know, then do him another favor to, to pay back the, the debt. And, you that, know? and that's
1: the cool thing is that they give this character the opportunity to take a turn, you know, mm-hmm. to take a turn. To be you. a hero. And, you know, he does the honorable thing. And it's like, no, I'm not going to take it, you know. And he. I goes, lost Why? that battle. Yeah. Yeah. This guy won. Yeah. And he was like, no, I have my kingdom, you know, what do I need? With all of that, you know? And then he's like, oh, yeah, also found him. Yeah, we fished him out, you know, and we have been keeping them here. So, i let you guys have a little So, not only
0: does this give us, you know, a really big, you know, yay moment, but a triumphant moment, but it also gives us another opportunity to visit the Ancestral Plane. Yep. And what happens there? And this is where... Uh, T'Challa's father wants him to stay
2: there, he uh, because Timmy like, is mean, dead at this point. But T'Challa says, "No, I am not going to stay here while a monster sits on the throne—a monster of our own making." And I'm not gonna. I'm sorry, father, but I'm not going to continue. You know the same thing you've been doing. Like Wakanda going to change, and what? we're going to, you know, fix the mistakes that we've made the past several hundred years. Um, and so that you know. And so he
0: leaves, and then he come, you know, is resurrected. Um, and uh, and then that basically kicks off yeah. um Wakanda Geddon. Um, yeah. yeah
1: they, <laughs> they, they that's they, let's term that that's like, that, that's the thing. It turns into like, you know, what like Killmonger's whole goal was start a civil like start a civil war amongst like these people, you know, to lead towards this huge insurrection that he was planning yeah. outside of Wakanda. Yeah. And uh-huh. to basically do his job, destabilize the fuck out of Wakanda. And he does that and then you really see well. Yeah, you see these lines drawn and then Beautiful moment having T'Challa go, "Hey, so I didn't lose that. I, I didn't lose that fight. I didn't yield. Yeah. I'm not dead. We're doing this shit right now." And you start to see a lot of other characters questioning their sides, but uh, you know, you see yeah. his best friend just kind of go, "All right, fuck it. I'm in this for the long haul. I have sided with this guy. I'm going to like you know fight you as much as like I can right now." Right. And then um,
0: Okoye, Okoye decides to take the other side. Um, and she sides with her king, who's now back. Yeah. Um, and so the two of them are kind of at odds. And so now we have that group right. um, that she leads, the Royal Guard, right. against these kind of, I don't know if they were ever defined, but um, his people.
1: Yeah. Oh. Well,
2: it's all I mean, he's yeah. still
0: got an army. Like okay. yeah, they, the people that block the border, yeah. that they yeah. guard the border, yeah. that group. So yeah. the armies, it's a civil war within the
1: two, and so it was so like, red versus blue as it's and it And it was yeah, such a for, fun yeah. like scene to like watch play out, and even the rhinos. With, yeah, and one part, like I'm just gonna be brief about this. One scene of him grabbing the rhino that's from an actual comic, like. That's a panel. Oh, bring it in. yeah bring no, And it's like just that. like seeing that and I was like, oh my god, I actually like read that issue Right, right. And they yeah, do such, that happens. and they did such a good job with the action and even shifting it to like him and Killmonger fighting and how that whole aspect of T'Challa using his intellect instead of using what he had always thought that he was going to have that shrimp to overpower his enemy. But you're seeing Killmonger just kind of go, No, I want to end this fight. I wanna kill you. I have my reason to and T'Challa's going no I'm going to have to outthink this guy like he yeah. kicked my ass he's early. really badass we both now
0: have Black Panther powers so if I didn't win on an even playing field before I'm certainly not going to now um, so he has to use ingenuity he has to use the cool technology aspect of shutting the powers off all those kind of interesting things um, and uh, they battle and so what we see is a battle taking place on two, on two planes right. their battle between the two of them actually there's three battles going on There's a battle between the two of them. Oh, and Everett Ross. That's what I was just going to Ah, get to. That's the third battle is him doing a VR flying, which is amazing because he gets to be in a movie where he's kind of, you know, out of place the whole time. He's now in place. This is what he's comfortable with. I'm going to
1: bring it all in, just kind of fast track us here, but it shows everybody the emotional impact of each one of these fights. With Everett Ross, it shows that, like, you know, these people didn't have to save him. But they did, and that's why he was so willing to risk his life for these people, because he saw that they weren't terrible. They had all of the stuff that, like, you know, they could have let him die. And then you have the battle with everyone else out on the field. That whole, like, you know, the allegiance fight. And then you have T'Challa and, like, Killmonger and their whole, you know, vie over the sins of their fathers.
0: And their cousins.
1: Yeah and and it's a cool way to kind of tie it all that like each fight had some sort of emotional impact mm-hmm. that was significant to the plot. My
0: number one thing that I said when I left I was still in the theater my my if you remember my tweet it was that movie was clean. It was and what I mean by that is the plotting is so tight. It's just so well done. There's no filler. There's not a single scene or a single moment or a single word that could have been taken out. It's just like perfected. Just a clean movie. And when you start to see the parallels that you're talking about, there's parallels all throughout the movie. You could draw a big diagram and show everything that connects to everything. And it's just so cleanly handled. Go ahead. (laughs) <laughs> oh okay,
1: but yeah, no, like, and they do such a good job at really tying it up to where when we get when we finally get to the point where the battleship side, like Ross is taking out all like the escaping ships that are trying to bring you guns know. to the world, and you know, and, you, yeah, and you get like in Buku and like, in ba- uh, Buku and like all of his people show up to help T'Challa, you know. Oh, that was a great moment, even though they said they wouldn't. Yeah, you get, like, that stop, and everybody's kind of like, what do we do now? Well, the fight's over with. Like, we, we all realized we've been in this fight, and that this outsider has somehow managed to convince us to fight against each other. Well, but
0: also that neither side is really right. But yep. that there's a third point of view, a compromise that needs to happen. And that this civil war is going to lead to, you know, neither side's going to get their exact yep. way. We're going to get a middle compromise, which is what the
1: after-credits yep. scene shows. And I love it; like, it wasn't, you know, T'Challa shows up, all right, everybody stop fighting. No, they stopped fighting themselves. And then you jump back to the fight between him and Killmonger, and it finally ends with a, a fatal,
0: a, a most likely fatal injury yeah, on Killmonger, and then they talk a little more, and yeah. he talks about having never seen the Wakandan sunrise.
1: Yeah, and how you get to see, and it goes back to like you know his whole trip to the ancestral plane. You know, you get to see him as this child. He was like, I never thought that, like you know, here I am, this kid from Oakland, believing about fairy tales. And then he was like, Yeah, my dad wanted to show me like the sunrise in Wakanda, and you see these two. Opposites finally hit that point of where they can relate. Like T'Challa's, like, you know, I get why you wanted to help people outside of the plant here. I get what you were doing, and I can see how and, wrong we were in so many ways. And it gives him that opportunity to grow as a character, and he even offers, the whole, hey, look, we'll fix you, we'll take you back. And you know, with the sunrise right there up ahead, maybe the most impactful moment of the movie. And what does he say? He was like, no, like, I don't, I don't want that. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to, I don't want you to take me back, fix me up, and throw me in a cage. Bury me at sea, you know, like my ancestors who who jumped from like the ships, slave ships, because they and, knew that uh, death and, was better than bondage. Yeah, and know? like it was a very very good note to end it on, and to have a character like him go, you know, I, I accept death at this point because that, at this point I would rather die free then die knowing that you pitied me enough to put me behind bars,
0: or, or 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 that that the things that i've done now while righteous in motivation have made me a criminal and i will never get to live a life that i could be proud of anymore
1: well, that and also that hey at least i got you to see what right. you were
0: doing like has been wrong the whole yeah. time and my death can be a further cementer of that lesson
1: and and it's good that they raised that like issue and that like yeah you know the whole movie was just about whether or not wakanda was going to like you know go public yeah and because even with T'Chaka, like they they kept the perception that wakanda is so poor and remote that like they have no stake in things they just have a kingdom that's it uh-huh. but you finally get this whole well maybe we've been doing it wrong the whole time and what's interesting is there's been little touchstones why i say it's so clean there's been little
0: touchstones to that all along Nakia is out fighting as one of these war dogs, and she is doing that outreach. Yeah, she, she can't do it with high tech because that's against the rules. But she does it in her own way. And yeah. he wants to bring her in under the protection and, and make her the, the his bride and and the queen. But no, she wants to do that outreach. Her, his okay. sister is all into this technology. Uh-huh. She kind of wants to share it with the world. But also is afraid of what that might mean. I mean, you have so many different characters that have this view that this needs to happen. But it took this this moment, this horrible insurrection, and all this death, to show them
1: that it needed to happen. And it shows in the grand scheme, like at the end of it, you know, like he go, like him and his sister go back, and they they find the apartment complex that you know that Killmonger grew up in, and it was like, well, what are we gonna do? Well we can we can basically plant this seed this positive seed we're going to go public and this is going to be our spot we're going to share our culture you know because this would have meant something to him and it started all of this you know our father's like mistake won't be our undoing we're going to fix this we're going to open up more to the world and i love that they decided that was going to be the wakanda Wakanda culture center and you see in the you know the say sec- like the first like post credits scene you see him you know addressing the world going no we're not gonna hide we have so much to share with you and we're going to do this. as much as as much come what may because there is a lot of danger
0: ahead doing that unleashing that unleashing that yeah. yeah yeah um so um anyway but um yeah so that covers the plot and then.
2: There was just one more post credit sequence, which I totally called. And so, first time I saw the movie, saw my friend Will, and I was like, after they did the UN post credit sequence, I was like, Winter Soldier's going to be in the, in the second one because he's still over there at Wakanda because he's been there. That's where they took him after Wakanda. Yeah, yeah. So, that right, was so you was guessed
0: like, that. Yeah. Oh, you know, wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, Got it. Yeah.
2: Because um, I was like Where's Winter Soldier been I thought they were Going to reference him At some point I was like He's going to be there like, oh, Lo probably behold he He's was. sort of there He I was mean, He's just yeah, yeah, yeah. They had him
0: hiding I right, guess right. During that whole thing Right Surprised uh, uh, um, Killmonger didn't roll up And like Kill him in his sleep You know <laughs> or Right something. Right, but, right. Um, um, but yeah So I mean I know we talked About the movie a lot
2: But um, I guess We can just Kind of share Our uh, like, I mean Overall um, So why don't you
0: Give your overall Summation of the yeah, movie yeah, In general cool.
2: Sure. Um, yeah so I've seen it twice now saw so it Will first who not a comics reader but sees all the Marvel movies within, and so um, and we both loved it theater was packed there was a guy dressed as um, a- as Black Panther there and then the second time I saw it with my friend Catherine who's not into superhero or action movies at all uh-huh. I mean the last few movies we saw together were like Lady Bird, Big Six, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. She wanted to see it, and I was absolutely down to see it a second time. That's the uh, thing, it's a yeah.
0: cultural moment. Yeah, it, you know it really I mean? is. People want to see it, yeah. they need to see it. It's yeah. an important movie.
2: Yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, as we've kind of talked about throughout the plot summary and talking through that and the story beats, um, I you know really loved it. Uh, it's definitely my top five MCU. At this point, it's so hard to rank them because there's so many, um, but yeah. I love it just as a character drama, um, and also the action is great. I did think I'd say if I had any criticisms, the CG was a bit clunky toward the end. It, I think, was it? I think so. The thing was, the fight scenes, um, like where it was the one-on-one, uh, you know, the challenge scenes. Those were so good and so visceral that they were hard to top. With the final battle, there was a lot going on and there was um, a lot of layers to it. Some of it worked. Some of it, it wasn't like. Best MCU action scene I've ever seen. Not bad, but just not like spectacular. Um, But I loved the scenes, uh, the challenge scenes with the one at the beginning of the ceremony, and then, of course, uh, by bye, -bye the reverse. Come on. They were intense, they were visceral, very reminiscent of the fight scenes in Creed. Um, that are okay. just like I need to see one. that movie. You never seen? Dude. No,
0: I haven't seen oh. it. So that's the thing. Like, I don't have any interest in seeing a, a modern day Rocky movie. No, but I do so have more. interest in seeing a modern day Rocky movie by that dude. You know, and that's what I mean? the thing.
2: Well, that's a, I mean, Ryan Coogler. I mean, he's one of those guys that he's thirty one years old. He's already made three great
0: movies. That's unreal, and, and no it, shitty ones. No,
2: no, not at all. And I mean, he started with a hard hitting drama um, based on true events that was chronicled. The last kind of twenty-four hours, right? The chronicles the last twenty-four hours of this man's life. Have you seen *Forrest Station? No. So it's amazing that movie. How much it feels like a documentary, but it's not, mm-hmm. um, because it is just so grounded and real and emotional. Um, and yeah, I mean, you knew once I saw that, I knew he was just gonna do amazing things. And then he makes, Creed, but making the um, transition, the transition it's is very tough a perfect cause you, transition yes, too, because when you go from a really you know sad and um, hard movie like that to an amazing blockbuster and it's also a great character drama like creed um and, and then something well like
0: this that needs this to be front to back fun and entertaining but also imbue it with yes. the special properties yes much like the black panther is imbued with special powers
2: yeah yeah i mean just to do it on such an epic scope and and it being i mean i know there are a ton of marvel movies but it's so different than from the others because i mean it takes place in this whole other world really and there's so much cultural significance to it there's a different scope and uh there's just so many layers to it and he pulls them off so well um working with a huge cast and covering you know multiple narratives and making it feel you know it's kind of one where You know, you don't have to be caught up with the rest of the MCU. You can watch it on its own and enjoy it. But it's also not, you know, an origin story that we've seen a million times. Um, It feels very fresh and, you know, very different.
0: That was the thing. One of my biggest takeaways from this movie was how much it didn't feel. Even if you really looked at it mapped out, like on a story sheet, it, it may be more... Conventional than I think But yeah. it didn't feel that way right, It right. didn't feel three-act structure It didn't feel Heroes questy. It didn't feel repetitious With yeah. all of the previous MCU titles It really felt fresh and new Even though I think it probably has more in common DNA-wise With those than I think Yeah, yeah. Um, But it really managed to differentiate itself In a number of ways That, that made it um, stand out um, oh, it's definitely new, and I think that's the number one thing I want out of an MCU movie at this point is something different. Yes, I can't wait to see Captain Marvel. Um, you know, I just want some new stuff. I want right. the feel. That's why I like Ragnarok so much. That movie was hilarious and interesting and new. Uh-huh. Didn't take itself too seriously. But this movie, I think its biggest accomplishment by far is the Killmonger character, and I think the reason for that is I found myself um, relating to his plight to the you know all right up until arming the rest of the world but like everything short of that i was like i can see and and being not a black dude or a black woman i i you know i don't have any of the uh, you know atrocities that happened to me or my ancestors to be angry about personally from a you know personal perspective right however i can only imagine how much even more impactful that would be if and and how much more he would be giving voice to something that that uh, you know is is just just Terrible that's well, gone on, and 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 yet he does it in such a. It's just he does it in such a, a good way. Um, it's so he he's so likable that it's almost dangerous, yeah. you know.
2: And that's the thing about Coogler is like he makes these movies with really strong black protagonists, and you know, bring something personal, but he does it in such a universal way. Where like, I mean, Creed can be enjoyed by anyone. I mean, Black Panther can be enjoyed by anyone. Yeah. He just does that where. It's you know he does a great job bringing in race issues in but his not
0: making it too heavy to no. the point where it's preachy.
2: Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, I mean, like it's, it's all plot it's, driven. It's all yeah, very plot character driven, and
0: yeah, he just knows how to tell a really good story. And I mean that moment that you you know referenced earlier and that I've been talking about nonstop since I saw the movie, where where Killmonger is up on the mountain looking at the sun and he yeah. says that you know bury me at sea with my you know fallen slave oh, yeah. ancestors. That scene is like I can only imagine how that must have felt. Yeah. You know, if that was my history. Yeah. Um and I just I just am blown away by how effective that scene was. It's just so well done. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So it's definitely top five, I'd say. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Without it. Um problem. but um but but yeah, very very, very and the good music, music. Oh my
2: gosh. the M- I mean, music was so Gangelock Lamar did original songs for it and then the composer, not remembering the name off the top of my head. Sure, sure. But oh, it has just this so it's so a unique identity to it and that's another thing that's kind of lacking from a lot of the mcu movies is a lot of them don't have a distinctive theme to them um i think the avengers one is really good the captain america was really good alan silvestri did those but a lot of them they just kind of like they're you know you can have really good entertaining movies but um the actual score is not that memorable here oh it's so
0: unique and, and, and vibrant and, and i was actually a little worried about that i didn't love the trailer I know yeah. a lot of people did Kevin Smith uh, famously was like Oh my god that trailer is amazing yeah. Ryan Coogler is a master I call myself a director Pop, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's amazing I'm not yeah. um, In very Kevin Smithy way yeah. For me when I saw that trailer I just thought this looks like a hip hop video um, it looks like it's all like you know hip hop singers doing the soundtrack. It doesn't seem cinematic. It just seems like they're trying to throw stuff in the face. And, and I'm kind of glad to they be, didn't. They didn't show do that. All, yeah. They didn't do that at all. Well, oh, I'm, they, I'm you're glad that, that they didn't show a lot show of the a lot. scenes. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. They
2: kept it very Because... I mean, there, it was already getting built up long oh, months in advance anyway, ever since his debut in Civil War. But, I, yeah, no, I agree, though. It, the, the trailer did have a distinct vibe to it that was not... The vibe well, of the, the vibe movie. Of it, yeah. No, exactly. the vibe of the movie. Is yeah. Much
0: more cinematic and much right. less urban and, yeah. and, 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 like, what's hot now. Right, right. Um, which is good, because that'll give it a timeless quality that it wouldn't have if it right. looked like whatever today's version of a hip-hop video yeah, is, which yeah. changes monthly yeah because that's such a uh uh fast moving and, and groundbreaking genre
2: right um one of the things i wanted to ask Qu- sorry to our listeners out there quinn did have to leave early that got called by the wife but yeah, uh, yeah. It <laughs> um but hey we you appreciate know, like, having yes it him was great um, we don't and don't worry we'll definitely bring him back on um but one of the things i was going to ask him about was kind of like um the comics basis so i know so i from black panther comics i've read um some of the current stuff by tonahase coates um, which does have like similarities to it. There's, you know, in the first arc, there's a political uprising, um, and it brings in a lot of those social issues. But the movie is primarily based on the Christopher Priest run from 80s and 90s, um, which is very famous, and he was the longest running writer on this book. Um, so I was gonna ask Wayne kind of about. How it compares with that um in retrospect but you know we can always you know get to uh, another time sure um but but i mean i would say just from what black panther comics i have read and in crossovers it really does just a great job stanchier the character last
0: question for you yeah um first viewing or second viewing which one was better and why um i mean on the first viewing you know you get the
2: oh my gosh like the reveals of um killmonger and um, and that was really cool, but I'd say with the second one though, I got to take it in a little more, uh, and so I would say I enjoyed myself even more then.
0: Really, um, you've been yeah. saying that a lot lately on
2: second viewings. And I like, I mean, I, I, I watch movies multiple times. A yeah, lot. yeah, interesting. Okay, so. cool. I may have
0: to give that. Give that a look.
2: Oh yeah, no, it's definitely worth seeing multiple times. Awesome. I know people have gone three
0: or four times. Oh, that's now. not surprising. Yeah. And that's gonna be one of the, the secret successes of this movie yeah. is, is just how rewatchable Repeat it is. Hearings. Yep. Um so cool. Well on that note, I think we did uh uh some some form of justice to that yes. movie. Yes. Although it's just such a fantastic Oh movie. yeah, we could talk all day. Um but um but anyway, on that note, why don't we um just talk about where you can find us yes. and then and then uh, a couple announcements.
2: Cool.
0: Um you can find me on Twitter
2: at KW Shafe um and on SMA, News smanewstoday.com um, and also the corpus anthology which kickstarter is almost over but it's going really well um if the uh, it closes march 4th so i don't know when this episode will go out but um if it
0: is if it's still before the deadline go, go, go ahead fund and, yeah, it. yeah i mean yeah that'd yeah. be great it's going to be an awesome book love your support um it's got tremendous talent involved yeah. including ours truly thank you um, a lot of great creators on that it's it's really cool yeah. um also, um, you can find me uh, at Rich Laporte on uh-huh. Twitter, um, and also you can find everything we do at thejoyofgaming.com. That is where you'll find our uh, episode archive for the Joy of Geek and the Joy of Gaming. You can Go to thejoyofgeek.net for all of our written content, um, and you can find we don't. Uh, oh, um, Quinn, let's talk about his yes. um, event that he's got coming. So,
2: up. if you want, if you are in the uh, Raleigh, North Carolina area and the Triangle. Um, on March 13th, he'll be doing uh, a panel called the Writers of Wakanda at the Haiti Center um, in Durham. Um, and I, I don't know the time off the top of my head, but you can look that up. I know he's doing it with a professor at NC State. They'll be talking about uh, kind of the Black Panther movie in relation to the comics, the cultural significance of it. So, really a nice expanded discussion on. Um, what we started today um so if you are a north carolina listener out there go check that out um and also nc comic-con oak city is coming up which all three of us will be at um and rich and i will be doing some panels there so that'll be a lot of fun we'll be with our friends from the name redacted because uh, we always do our panels there and um together and those are a lot of
0: fun cool so yeah um well on that note i'm rich Laporte, devin shaver and we will see you all soon take care